You're listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network on BingeMedia.net. And now, the BingeCast. So he gets her phone number, and then he goes outside, and he sees the other guy in the window of a restaurant, and he decides to taunt him. So he goes over, he tells his friends, hey, come here, watch this. And he says to the guy, hey! Do you like apples? And the guy says, yes. And Matt Damon goes, well, I got a number. How do you like them apples? And all Matt Damon's friends go, oh! Oh! This was amazing! You know how he did it? He wrote the whole fucking movie, okay? He made everybody say all the things. <laughs> Happy holiday. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. Where the Bench boys keep drinking. Happy holiday. cast season and Moreno is gonna go to his kitchen to get a taco wash it down with a glass of Tito's it is fucking time for binge cast now it is time for fucking binge cast now it's the binge cast season and Jim Law's got some Pixar toys for him to play with but not his two boys the binge cast show is eight hours old, boy. Better grab a fucking drink and sit down. Better grab a fucking drink and sit down. Love's got a cold six pack upon his lap. And herbal goodies for M and G. So leave a peppermint stick, you pop a dick. Drink around the Christmas tree. It's the binge cast season. The holiday season. So and Dickory Darty. Alex wants to go to a... A Nazi Bukaki party. He's also been the one who's been super party. But we know lost taking surprise folks. But we know lost taking surprise folks. They got the TV roundup and the Google voice. And movie reviews for you and for me. Go on a mushroom trip. Watch Battleship. What the fuck you watch this week? It's the binge cast season. The holiday season. So dee doop and dickery dis. Cupco, what you doing? I'm doing the uh, Dolby Atmos. Sometimes we fill our fucking bottles with piss. It is fucking top of binge cast. Gotta love the binge cast. Greatest fucking show in town. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Fucking Samson's gay while the Binchkiss boys keep drinking. Happy holidays to you. Merry Christmas, you baba. Uh, welcome to the Bingecast. Here at BingeMedia.net, I'm Jack. I work for Binge Media, and I'm joined today by Pete MC. What's going on, Pete? What's up, man? What's happening? 
Hey, you know, happy to be here. Uh, we got uh, we got subbed in a little late in the week, but uh, we made it work. You know, show's a little later than usual, but uh, better to get something out this week. A lot of uh, eventful stuff going on. We've got the uh, the holiday season. We're in the full swing of Christmas. Obviously, that's coming mm. in a few days, and you know, it's uh, it's a good time of the year. It's exciting. You know. Yeah, we got the twenty twenty one finale. This. <laughs> Yeah, in yeah. A few weeks. Season finale coming up soon. <laughs> we got the finale. We got the sick. we got the penultimate week uh, weekend coming. You know, <laughs> got to keep your eyes open. You never know who's going to blow up. Cliffhanger. Oh, it's, it always makes you want to come back. You know, you want to find out what happens. We'll see what happens next season. Yeah. Um. So you, dear <laughs> listener, are listening to the Free Binge. This is a flagship show on BingeMedia.net. We uh, also have something called the Full Binge. You get the full binge by subscribing for $5 a month on Patreon. And uh, this week, the full binge will be a review of The Beatles Get Back by myself and one Alex Ancira. So, Hello. yeah, we do a pretty uh, pretty deep dive on the series, um, give our thoughts, talk about some of the, I don't know, some of the details, our, our reactions to things. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty pretty good conversation. So. Stay tuned nice. for that if you're on the full binge. And if you're not, five bucks a month, patreon.com slash binge media gets you there. So um, awesome. so Pete, it's been yeah. uh, it's been an interesting year. Uh, maybe yeah. maybe just as interesting as last year. <laughs> is that the is that the right word? Interesting, it strange. Feels like the same year, actually. Kind of just... does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's funny. I don't know about you, but you know, certainly this year my my family has uh, ramped up the the regular christmas stuff again you know so the the parties the get-togethers so yeah. um it, it's kind of funny because last year we had that really mitigated outside of a couple of places that we went this year having it all back it's it's i don't know it's kind of nice you know i i, I sort of took it for granted a little bit i think I, I i've talked in the past about being annoyed with having to go to a million different places for the holidays but um mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it was uh, it was kind of nice to uh, kind of nice to see some of those relatives. Not all of them. Not all of them. But you know, some. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good to hang. Yeah. Good to uh, catch up. But I, how has uh, your season been so far? I haven't done anything, mm. um, and not gonna do anything actually. All uh, right, coming up. My my parents are visiting my sister who moved to Florida. They're leaving gotcha. uh, tomorrow until sometime in January. So that gets me out of like a shit ton of uh, family parties. Yeah, yeah. I could not be happier. Very nice. <laughs> I think I'm going to less parties this year than I was last year. Ah, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I am going to go to the in-laws. I think. Uh, I think I'm hosting something, but it's yeah. just the same. You know, the in-laws again for a second party with um, my wife's aunt's whole mm-hmm. family. So mm-hmm. I think. That is, uh, that's it though. Just two things, and then yeah. I have a wedding on uh, New Year's Eve. I'm trying to get out of, so I'm I'm oh, still geez. working on that. Just trying yeah. to get out of that. We're actually doing the uh, we're doing the whole um, New Year's Eve party this year at the house. So that's a first. Look for you hosted, uh, Jesus! I know, I know. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. But uh, how, what's the uh, how many people? What are we talking? You know, I got to figure that out still, but I think it's going to be like maybe. Maybe like I think I'll invite like fourteen people and eight of them will show up, kind of thing. Like nah, nothing crazy, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's it, it's we'll a low. That's it a low enough. That's a tameable number there. 
Yeah, yeah. Plus, you know, it's all, uh, it's, you know, if we lived closer, you'd be on that list. You know, it's people oh, I trust, people I know. But, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's the inner circle. It's nobody that's going to bring a friend who you don't fucking know what yeah. this person's about, where they've been, how you know, whether or not they've gotten sneezed on recently, whatever. Mm. All that shit. But, uh, but yeah. It should be good. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. We we did host Thanksgiving. That was uh, that was something new for us this year. That went really you. well. Yeah, look that at was... you, dude. Let me tell oh you something. God, for after years of of Thanksgiving being one of those things where you got to go to like three or four places, hosting yeah. it, it gets first of all it gets you out of everything because you're just like okay, we've got the turkey. You come to us. If you don't, I guess I'll see you next time. You know, I don't know what to tell you. Um, but yeah. also, the ability to stay home and drink whatever you want and never have to worry about getting home. Oh, that's true, too. I like that. It's very nice. So. I like that. All but, right. Uh, smart. Yeah. That's smart. You know. And, the, and here's, here's the pro tip. Here's a pro tip for anybody out there who maybe hasn't done it yet, wants to get into this whole game, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Meg and I, we got both of our moms to come and contribute and do the cooking. So not only did we host it and provide all the uh, the alcohol and all that stuff, yeah, we didn't do a whole lot in the way of cooking, which was phenomenal. There so you go. That's the way I to like do that. it. I'm telling you. Yeah, I don't, that doesn't last too much longer though. Then they rely on solely the hosts. Probably they want to just come and they don't want to cook at some point. That Probably. all stops at some point. Yeah. But I'm gonna soak that in for now. You know. Oh yeah, it just, worked. just worked out this time. I'm gonna take my wins where I can get them. You know. So. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Um, we have some TV that we've watched. Mm. We have mm. some movies that we've watched. And then I think we both have two things that are maybe movies, maybe TV. Kind of tough to define. But um, but before yeah. we have that, we do have some Google Voice. You want to get into it? Yeah, let's see. Let's see. What, let's, see right. it. let's see it. Let's call Google Voice. Ah, let's call it Mexican. Let's call Pete and see, yeah, and that drunk Canadian. Oh, maybe I'll call 70-846-9546. Suck on my balls. Just suck my fucking balls. All right, 708-406-9546. That's the number. And uh, you call us, you leave a voicemail. We basically haze you online. So, uh, we, we've we got a few for this week. It uh, looks like we've got six voicemails here. I don't know who's who. I just have these files. I'm just going to play them. So, we'll find Let's out. Respectful. Let's see how respectful we could be uh, yeah. during this holiday season with these voicemails. Because <clears throat> we, we were once these callers. Well, we were there, I mean, Jack. Yeah. And with all good hazing rituals, we got our, we got through that. And then we made it out the other side. So, you know, it's our duty to keep the tradition going. So, what are we, frat boys? All right, so first voicemail. Here we go. <laughs> Ninjcast, what's up? It's Gaudreau. Been a while since I've been on this side of the, uh, the airwaves. Ah, fuck so, this guy. Wanted to call in and give my spoiler-free thoughts on Spider-Man, since Garrett oh. and I are not going to be doing an aftertaste on it. Oh, boy. Um, and I Wait, really uh, pause thoughts. it real quick. Uh, yep. Spoiler-free, of course. It is people are can say spoiler free. I do trust Goudreau, but maybe mm-hmm. some people are a little bit more sensitive with sure. certain details. Do we want to save this? 
in the for the end when we... you know what that's a, let's let's play it that way just in case so Goudreau, we're gonna we're gonna hold this because you know obviously you know cats out of the bag here but we we did see Spider Man we're gonna talk about that at the end of the show so we can get into it a little bit um, so Pete that's a great call let's we'll, we'll save that one so yeah and if anyone else calls in and starts uh, Spider rambling let's let's cut it and then save it at the end just in case you never know. Yep. There could be yep. a Kupka listening where yep. he doesn't even do trailers, so anything's right. a sport. Like, he doesn't even know Tom Holland is in this movie. Yeah. That's, and then, he hasn't seen a poster. Right. And then you'll hear something on Facebook about, like, we need to burn it all down now because of the Marvel spoilers. <laughs> it's fine. We'll never listen to this. All right. We're just, we're just protecting. We're protecting. Yeah. I'm sure the people that care about spoilers should have seen this movie already, though. That's Yeah. I mean, you had 48 hours. Like, what the fuck? But, you know, whatever. <laughs> so... There's cams right. out there. <laughs> are there? <laughs> oh, there are. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Next voicemail. What up, Angus? PM. Listen, I just finished the succession finale. Oh, I think I'm tapping out. I got to be honest. I'm really irritated with the way it ended. Like, uh, to say we're in circles is an understatement. What I'm most upset about is that, like, the whole Madsen theme, and you know what, I, I, I guess I can't spoil because it's the week up, but fuck the show. <laughs> it might be under HBO, but honestly, it's under HBO Max, and it means it's under Cinemax, and then it might as well be under Showtime. What's going to happen here? We're going to watch fucking 15 seasons of this shit? The whole Kendall guy, the whole story with Kendall, it, it, it was a waste of time. They dragged us through the fucking dirt only to slap us in the face with this nonsense. I, I'm really disappointed. Honestly, I don't know what to say. Suck it on 10. Very disappointed in this show, and I, I want to spoil so bad, but I got to wait, I guess, right? <laughs> right? Don't I got to wait? <laughs> wow, he heard us. <laughs> All right, he actually called back. He's got a part two, so let, let's let's see if this is still related or separate. Okay. God damn it! God damn it! It's TM. Uh, it further discuss Succession. <clears throat> I think I get it now. Fuck. <laughs> you know, I'm Team Tom. I'm Team Greg. Whatever. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> I don't know though. I still don't think I give a fuck. <laughs> but I did say I liked the episode. I'm not that upset anymore, but god damn it, man. Where's the good shit? Sick of these shows. Fucking curb for life. Merry fucking Christmas. <laughs> oh, that's brutal. He's, just, he's very down. He's very down right now. Oh, man. I think there's something else behind this. I think maybe he was out, you know, shopping for a toy for his son. And he's jingle all the way in it, like he's he's he started too late, you know. And he's just carrying that negative energy over into his voicemail. I think that's what's going on here. But yeah, maybe. something happened. I I know um, he posted the, the same feeling, the first call mm. on Facebook, and then I think a few hours later, his wife Carrie posted like, "What are you talking about? It was still good," or something like that. So I'm thinking after that post, they must have had a conversation, and right. then talked his way into saying, all right, maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought. Like, right. You know, stepped right. out of the moment for a second. I don't know. We'll get into that. I, I have sure. a few things to say as well. I think uh, 
Tom, Tom opened my eyes to some things, but um, mm. I'm still – this week I wasn't able to ab- absorb everything so fast. Something's going on with my brain this week. So uh, I'm going to hash out a lot of things tonight and figure out my ratings and reviews as we gotcha. go tonight. I don't right, know where I land good. on anything at all. Very good. Very good. Yeah. All right. We can, we, can, we can do that. I can, I can provide that uh, – Oh, thank that, you, that, that, that uh, you know uh, – I don't know, bored to bounce some stuff off of. So we'll I appreciate see. that. Thank you. All right. Um, <clears throat> next voicemail. What's going on, BingeCast? Eric King here. Um, King? Documentary roundup time. Oh. No. I watched Clerk, the uh, Kevin Smith documentary. Um, <laughs> I'm not a Kevin Smith fan. I'm, I'm not a rabid fan, uh, but I, I do like him. I, I like his movies. Um, he's... He seems very humble by the you know success he's had. Um, I really enjoyed this doc. Um, you know his his life is so prevalent on uh, social media, and you know you never not know what's going on with this guy. So I, I feel like a lot of the stuff you know they covered in this doc you already knew about. You know, but. Um, you know, it's good to uh, go backwards, you know, where it all began with clerks and, and work your way towards um, his current projects. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I, you know, I, I never got into his, uh, his live shows, you know, where he talks for two two hours and whatnot. So uh, this was good. You know, it, he didn't talk that much, you know, all at one time. But uh, seven on ten. Um, I watched the first episode of the Beatles get back, uh, really good. And I mean, there's no way, there's no way this is not going to be an eight on 10 or more for me. Uh, really enjoyed the first episode. Um, looking forward to watching the next two. And finally, I just finished, I mean, just finished watching the rescue. Um, Mm. oh my God. I mean, everybody knew that everybody knows that these kids survived. All of the, the kids survived, but the there was still tension in this documentary. Just you know, in the journey, the journey to get these children, you know, to to the finished story, to get these children out of there. Um, God, it was it was a great documentary. Um, nice. The, uh, the just the way that the you know the the Thai the Americans the the British cave divers they all you know had to work together and 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 do this and you know that you know I the only thing that I really didn't know know about until this doc was that, that they actually sedated these children. Uh, that, Spoiler. That's amazing <laughs> that the, that they were able to pull this off. This is a this is a nine on ten. Nice. No doubt about it. Anyways, uh, you guys have a good show. Bobber Dick. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. Nice. Um, I think I talked about Clerk a couple weeks ago on, on Jack Attack. Um, yeah. I thought it was good. I mean, I, I think I'm with King there. Like, I don't know. Even in spite of the shittier movies he's made, I just mm. kind of fucking like Kevin Smith. I, I, I can't really tell... I can't really defend it. I, I'm not like going to bat for the guy, but I don't know. I just, I, I just like the guy. Um, mm-hmm. I like hearing but, him speak and stuff. 
Yeah, I, I thought it was a pretty good documentary. It, it kind of won me over because it starts and ends with two like real deep cut Bruce Springsteen songs that I'd never heard anywhere but like one random live album from him. So it's oh. kind of cool. But uh, but yeah, no, it was uh, it was good. So good to hear that. And I still got to watch the rescue. I haven't gotten to that yet. So oh, okay, is he a talk? Is uh, Kevin Smith a talking head in it, or is is he's, um... he's part of it? Um, okay, and it's it's sort of like a. It's a good overview of, of everything in his career up to this point. Um, mm-hmm. But I would also say it's it's probably it's probably a better movie than like more than half of Kevin Smith's actual movies too. So because <laughs> okay. he doesn't direct it, someone else does. So uh, he does yeah, seem like it, the type that would direct his own documentary, though, right? Oh, absolutely. And he'd, <laughs> and he'd like sell it directly to you know, hey, Kevin Smith Club, you want to buy my doc? It's all about me. Watch my doc. Watch my dick doc. Or, uh, whatever. <laughs> ah. Um, yeah, uh, I, I had to look it up to see uh, if he directed it. Because I'm like, this did he fucking put this out about himself? Yeah. Oh, I think he definitely produced. I, I'm pretty sure he's like a producer on it, though. So yeah, Final Cut. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta have at least three scenes of me crying, man. Come on, you gotta add him in. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, thanks for the call, King. Good shit. Um, oh, I think yeah, this is the next one. All right, another voice. We'll get two more here. So let's try this one. Okay. What up, BingeCast? It's Bonchi. Oh, shit. Just Good. finished here watching season four of Breaking Bad. Finished up this bad boy, this Breaking Bad boy. <laughs> um, holy crap. I'm really glad I went back to this show. I stopped a few episodes into season two. Uh, I think Badger was, like, sitting on the couch with some kid. Um, I don't know. Shit was just, like, so dark and unenjoyable. Really glad I went back to it. Holy fuck, this show's amazing. Um, just everything about it. This feels like a perfect ending, though, at the end of this season four. Um, Gus, Hector, um, everything that just happened. And, um, I, like, is there a reason for a season five? Let me know before I start watching it. I get a couple days. So um, should I expect a giant fucking drop-off, or does it finish strong? Because... That seemed like the perfect ending right there. Uh, I think it could have just, yeah. I mean, with season five and afterthought, who knows? Uh, I will say, though, I'm kind of down to watch Better Call Saul. And when I first heard of that show, I thought it was a gimmick, but I'm fucking really down for that now. All right. Hope it's a great show. Talk to you all later. Peace. Nice. Nice. Uh, what do you think, Pete? Should he watch season five? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> bunch. This is this is uh, this is my favorite show of all time. So, uh, yeah, season not five lost? is not lost. I thought it was lost. <clears throat> all right, next voicemail. So oh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, it, it's it's uh, it's the one that I. Yeah, if I have to pick a favorite, it's that. Um, this show, I think, has the best that I can think of, at least. I think it has the best trajectory of plot from season mm-hmm. to season. Um, seasons, season one was like a writer's strike season and then season two kind of starts to find its footing, but it's still good, but it's, it's, it, it's a pretty big step up to me season three. And then from season three all the way to the end, it, I, I just feel like it's, it's every episode is just like turn of the screw, you know, it's just like oh, yeah. more tension, more tension, more tension all, all the way to the end there. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan. So, yep. Same. And then you can skip El Camino cause you know, nobody needs to watch that. So, mm-hmm. um, all right. Oh, and uh, of course. Watch- uh, well, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. I was gonna say, are you watching Better Call Saul? Like, it, it, when that comes back on, are you watching that? 
Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, Better Call Saul is, is the one that, uh, it's not a favorite show, um, mm. and I almost tapped out, uh, I think they're going into season five now, mm. um, I think I, ta- I almost tapped out around season three, but they won me over in season four by adding a character, and then um, really doing some, I thought some interesting things with with a uh, certain storyline, Um so that's I think that's still worth your time too. If you if you come out of Breaking Bad and you're a big fan, Better Call Saul's good, but just recognize that in the middle it it might get a little dicey around season three. But if you can deal with that, you get past it, it becomes a much better show after that. So I'm thinking that's where I officially tapped out, probably where you did, mm. but you uh just kept kept going where I, I just I, I did not. Yeah, I think the reason why I did was we were doing commentaries at the time. Um, okay. so, I, so I was still rolling through, I want to say season three and I can't remember, I think we did season four commentaries. I'm pretty sure we did, but both Alex and I loved the character that they added and he uh-huh. just made it so watchable. Like, are you watching Hawkeye right now? Yes. Okay. So the guy, the stepfather character, that's like Vera Farmiga's boyfriend or like they're engaged or whatever. Yeah. Um, he plays a, he's the guy, he's the actor I'm talking about on Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. He is fucking awesome he's he's oh, nice. his name's lalo he makes the best memes <laughs> like, like screenshots uh-huh. of this guy are fucking phenomenal um, <laughs> but yeah it's really really fun uh fun character and it makes the show a lot more watchable a lot more fun so okay so cool. yeah all right one more voicemail here we go let's do it spider-man spider-man Uh-oh. i just got home from the movies with my son from seeing spider-man Pretty good movie. All right, all right. Just save it. We'll save it. We'll save it. We'll save We're it. saving that. We're gonna play it. We're just gonna play it later. So it's just a, it's a just in case. A little JIC, no big deal. It's just a courtesy, you know. We're just trying to help people out. That's all we're trying to do here. That's it. Mm. Um, all right. Thanks for the voicemails again. Seven zero eight four zero six nine five four six. You call us, play the voicemail, and uh, we'll talk about it on the show. So, um, Pete. All right. Good to uh, jump into some TV. You think? Let's do it. I'm All ready. This TV tonight. for TV Roundup. We got some shows for you to see it. You see answer. Stop survival, weight loss, peeing. Say hi to your mother. Now let's go talk about some TV. So smooth. So smooth. Fantastic, that guy. All right. Um, so I think you and I watched pretty much all the same stuff for TV. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to kick it off with something that I threw your way earlier. I don't know if you got to it or not, but yes, um, How To With John Wilson. 
Yeah, um, so I just did like the the last episode you told me to okay. watch. Okay. So full disclosure on this one. I, I like this show a lot. Um, mm-hmm. When I told you to watch that, it was because I knew I was watching it later in the day. I hadn't yet seen the episode yet. But because oh, okay. of the type of show that it is, I figured, ah, we're both going to be on the binge cast. So, like, let's let's see what that is like. You know, we'll both watch it and see what, see what the deal is. So, okay. before you say anything, because I think I know what you're going to say. Okay. I wish this episode wasn't the one that I told you to watch. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Um, I, this one was uh, was not nearly as uh, funny as, as some of the others are. Um it gives you an idea of what the show is. So so before we get into it, for those who aren't watching this show, this is the second season of a show that's on HBO called How To With John Wilson. And the idea is this guy lives in New York City and he films everything. And out of all that film footage that he collects, he pieces together some sort of like small documentary about something he does. So I think last week it was How To Find A Parking Spot. Um Earlier in the season, there was one about him trying to find a place to live. So I think it was how to pay rent. Um, But all these episodes are these small vignettes where he starts by observing a lot of weird shit in New York City and then sort of trying to answer a question. And then it just takes him off in 15 different directions. Um, Yes. First season's really good. Um, In fact, the, the end of the first season is right when COVID hit. And he does an episode all about it, which is pretty hilarious. Um, and this is just like a good half-hour comedy show. Um, it's produced by Nathan Fe- uh, Field- Fielder? Fiedler? Fielder? Yeah. Whatever. Oh, it feels... Um, totally yeah. feels like that, too. Absolutely. So this guy is kind of in the mold of, like, Fielder, a little bit of Sasha Baron Cohen, kind of. You know, you see that maybe in other episodes, not so much this one. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's it's kind of a unique... Uh, comedy perspective but I find that the interesting thing about this show is that if you ever pick up your phone and start half paying attention to it you miss half the jokes because most of what makes you laugh is the combination of his narration and what he's filming which are not always the same thing like difficult to describe but you'll miss half the jokes if you're not looking at the screen maybe seems obvious but it's I don't know The, the more episodes you watch the more that kind of makes sense but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, I got that right off, uh, right off the bat with uh, this last episode, which was how to throw out your batteries. That's right. <laughs> that was the right. uh, episode I watched. So, all that being said, how pissed off are you at me for making you watch this? <laughs> Zero. I loved the shit out of this. You're shitting me. You love this? I, I loved it. I can't. Oh my like, god! I, I told my wife after we're recording tonight, we're going to start with season one and we're going to watch uh-huh. this. <laughs> This is right up our alley. This is like the humor we love because there is – there's humor here. I mean I think some people could hate this guy, like hate his uh, cadence or – Yeah. It's it's just a weird type of uh, – it's a weird doc. But I was – at first watching it, I'm like I, I am so interested in how he's finding ways to throw out his batteries. That really never <laughs> gets solved. It Like you said, it goes off completely right, right away from that it goes to a high school movie he made like that's how far this this doc goes but i loved it because this guy is so interesting his footage is phenomenal i'm it's like he just he that record button must be on 
all the time for him to get yeah. some of these great shots. So yeah. uh, I yeah. can't, I cannot wait to start with uh, season one and, and see his little stories. This is so exciting. some of the things that you have to look forward to with this show, um, mm-hmm. there are some moments where you're going to see people, you know, okay. Mm. Um, the funny okay. thing is, I'm not sure that any of them know that he's filming or have any awareness that there's even like a camera near them. So that okay. makes that stuff kind of funny. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's a lot of fun. It's it, it's a show that I feel like hasn't really been talked about much, if at all, on the binge cast. But it's it's really good. It's really funny. This was not one of the great episodes. It still had some, some good stuff in there. But I don't know. I, I had a feeling that you maybe were going to be like, what the fuck is this? So it's good to hear that you dug it. But uh yeah. Yeah, I think uh it could have went either I think it will go either way with some people. It just feels like a like a Napoleon Dynamite vibe with mm-hmm. Nathan Fielder and uh, it's so hard to explain because I've never seen anything like this before. But this is right up our alley with documentaries you and I have. Yes. The shared love for this, yes. these wacky documentaries that don't need to be made at all, but yet we have this fascination with these things like stainless steel is the fucking greatest documentary ever (laughs) absolutely that's exact that's exactly what i was hoping because as i was watching this i was thinking of strongman and i was thinking of american movie and Mm -hmm. i was like "Ah, this might be this might be another one that pete really likes so good to hear yeah the only difference is the documentary is not about john wilson right it per se it's about well well, uh, well, he's it, not the episode he's not I the, saw. He, yes, he's not the main subject, but it, the it's, more episodes you watch, the more you'll see. It's like they are about him and like how fucking weird he is. Like every episode okay. at, at its at its core is like uh, this is a really weird dude. What, like whether or not he's um, this guy when the cameras aren't rolling is is maybe like I don't know maybe, maybe a conversation, but. Yeah, this, this is like this is a weird dude, <laughs> for sure. Well, yeah, obviously he has these thoughts of uh, putting these together. Right. Um, that's that's the fascinating thing. So yeah, I guess it's 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 that in a sense about him. But right, um, right. There's so many other people that are involved, like the garbage men, the yeah. sanitation department. They're all characters. It's phenomenal. There's. It's phenomenal. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. It's not a spoiler. There's an episode in the first season where something <laughs> totally outrageous happens. Okay, now now a lot of outrageous stuff happens. So I think you're going to be watching and going to be like, oh, "Is this what he's talking about? Is this what he's talking about?" Yeah. Something that I you I guarantee you've never seen before happens in the first season. When you think you've seen it, text me that you've seen it and I'll let you know if it's that. <laughs> Got it. Maybe right. tonight. So get ready. All right, all right. I'll uh, I'll, I'll be waiting with bated breath then. So, um, yeah. So uh, that's yeah. great. Great stuff. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Solid recommendation. Very good. Very good. Good job. Good job. Excellent. Oh, I feel I'm I'm proud. I'm like proud of myself. I'm very happy of myself. You know. <laughs> uh, I guess it's good. tough to recommend stuff to me, and I get it, and I get it. But um, you never know. You yeah, never know. A while. I give everything a fair shot. You do, you do, and people do. give you shit for it, and I don't understand it. But you know, whatever. yeah, let them fuck it. It's only <laughs> fucking TV and movies. Who gives a shit? Exactly. I'm kidding. We have a whole show about it right now. Oh my god, I care. Did I, did I say that out loud? <laughs> fuck. We gotta close this up. All right. Um, 
Okay, so next up we've got uh, fucking Curb, dude. So, all right. How did you feel about this episode of Curb? Oh, uh, well, we, Tom and I just did the um, uh, commentary for this, and I did mm-hmm. say this was this could be one of my favorites of the season. Um, Very nice. I just love Irma Kostrowski. She's fantastic in this episode because, you know, she's fitzing and she touches her pits and then she touches Larry's face. It's, right. uh, stuff like that is hysterical to me. Um, and we're getting close. We're getting close to the end. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. This, and I think this episode was long. It was 41 minutes. You know, mm-hmm. Larry's mm-hmm. got uh, whatever he wants at HBO. So I, I, I can't get enough of Larry David. Yeah. He can just sit on screen and stare at me and make occasional faces and not say a word. And I'll laugh. It's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I, the, the, uh, the thing in this episode that got me was <laughs> – Larry sitting at the renewal vows and just being completely pissed off and, and like disgusted by them. And it's like, okay, you know, yeah, he's, he's making a little bit of a dramatic face there. But at the same time, if I had to sit in a room and listen to people mm-hmm. renew their wedding vows, I mean, just, just like hand yeah. me the gun now. Like, I, I don't want to, you know, I just let me blow out my brain so I don't have to listen to this shit anymore. <laughs> and it was a surprise for all the guests. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's your worst. That's why we're uh, here. Oh, terrible. Terrible. But uh, uh, you know, Leon continues to be um, one of the greatest side characters of all time. I mean, Leon is the mere, like, like pop-up of Leon, okay? When he shows up in anything, I just immediately am like, oh, oh, I'll fuck it in, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah. so excited to see him. He's um, the best. He is so fucking funny. Love him. I, Jeff's still good. Susie's good. Yeah, everyone's everyone is killing it. Vaughn is killing it. He's been missing yeah. for a couple episodes. I'm hoping he comes back. Yeah, he's been good. He's been good. And I'm not a Vaughn guy, but I, he's he's good in this. He's a good addition for sure. But, not a Vaughn guy. Nah, nah. I don't really I don't really like him that much. I don't I don't get All it. All right, but... all right. That's another. No, show. I, I like him in this. Okay, he's good. He's good. He's good. It's just yeah, whatever. Exactly. Exactly. No, this is a great season. Um, I think eight is airing tonight. Yeah. Yep. I think eight is airing tonight. Or nine. Nine should. No, be nine is airing tonight. So we got two more. So we got yep. tonight's and next week. So. Yeah. Always good. That's it. So, I wonder how long he's gonna go with this. I mean, I know he kind of has like carte blanche to do whatever the fuck he wants, but yes. um, you know, last I remember when the last season finished. Pretty much right once, it, right after it was done, he announced that there was going to be another season. Like he knew then that he was making another mm. one. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Wonder, wonder what will happen here. So depends but, on how tired he is. He's getting yeah. old. Yeah, you know he's getting. He's healthy there. though. I know he's like a health nut. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if he's got the story, yeah, exactly. Then, just don't let it get stale. That's that's my thing. You know, just if you're gonna do it. Make sure there's good stuff there, and uh, I'll be on board. I don't think so. he can. I don't think he can. He's a genius. He's yeah. kind of a genius with this form. So the, yeah, Curb. He's he's batting a thousand, in my opinion. Um, some yeah, of his other cool. projects, eh, you know, Clear History was like basically a Curb movie, but I yep. don't know. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. But uh, yeah, stick with Curb. Yeah, yeah. Stay in your lane. But um, <laughs> all right. So next show, uh, Marvel's Hawkeye. Okay, mm. so 
I know you are like a sort of a passive Marvel guy, not super into it, but when it's good, it's good, and that's great. Um, yeah. I heard on a previous binge cast that you were kind of digging this. Um, yeah. Obviously, you've you've gotten this far with it. Um, what did you think of this episode? This is what five? Is yeah, five, five, five of six. So the next one's the end. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. Kind of upset because I'm kind of enjoying the show. I'm enjoying the Christmas theme background i'm loving mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. um jeremy renner's low-key not low-key yeah. he's hawkeye was he was he a variant or something jesus Christ. oh you never know in this universe oh, Jesus! you never you never know <laughs> fuck you larry <laughs> <laughs> you know he's he's chill i i like that um Kate Bishop's okay. She is has these like little comedic lines, but that's you know for the kids, and I get it. Yeah, um, I'm still into it. I'm still yeah. into it. I didn't. I know there was um, uh, a cameo, which mm-hmm. meant nothing to me. I know who it was, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about. I'm sure we're going to talk about that later. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, I like this. Is the best. For me, this is my favorite um, Marvel show post, um, I guess, Endgame. Mm-hmm. I tapped out of Wanda. I didn't yep. finish Falcon. Loki was great. But I think this is this is more my speed. This is more my entertainment right here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm about like this. I'm I'm a uh, yeah I, I'm waiting for the last episode to drop but I'm I'm a huge fan of Hawkeye and I didn't expect to be at all. Um, no, oh, nice. Did that come not... with this show or towards the end of like the that you know the last phase of um uh, see you uh, so or all I, of... I, I well I I think he's he's like fine but he he's also. He's maybe not in, in the movies that he appears in. He's maybe like the least. The, the person I want to spend the least amount of time with. And I think that comes from the fact that it's like, you know, you're watching a movie where you've got your other options are like Thor, Iron Man, Captain America, Ant-Man, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man. It's like when yeah. when all those guys are in the movie, it's kind of like, eh, I don't know that I need to spend any time with Hawkeye. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Um, but I think I think one of the things that Marvel's been able to do really successfully for the most part is they know how to keep the scope focused for the type of story they want to tell. Um, yeah. I think that this job, th- this, this show does a really good job of that. You know, um, mm-hmm. you guys mentioned it, I think last week or the week before it has a little bit of a Shane black vibe to it. Um, and it's funny because f- for Falcon and winter soldier, they kept saying, Oh yeah, we're going to do our, our lethal weapon type show. It's going to have that dynamic. And it never did. It, it that show yeah. was a real mess. And you know, those characters, had some chemistry but not that kind of chemistry um yep kind of fell apart for me this show really took me by surprise um yeah the kate bishop character is a little quippy but i think it it kind of fits well with hawkeye to have somebody who kind of idolizes him um Mm -hmm. to play off of and 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 for the like you said it to be set around christmas and basically his whole arc here is yeah i just want to get home for christmas and can't let any loose ends cause havoc. You know, I, I can't be selfish and go home without making sure that this person's safe. And um, yeah, yeah, the you know the character that they brought in from uh, well, dancing around spoilers here. So the character that they brought in from another Marvel property, um, mm-hmm. 
you know, for, they they brought this person in last episode, had a little more time with them this episode. Um, that that was pretty cool. She was the best part of this other thing, so it was nice to see her here and yeah. have a little more to do. Um, that was and, a long scene, by the way. That talkie scene. I'm like, wait, how long is this scene? A little bit, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> but I I actually like that actress. Um, oh, she's quite great, a, man. Yeah, she's been in some good stuff. Um, trying to talk around any spoilers so nobody yells at me, but um, but yeah, I liked that a lot. I loved the cameo um, because it it sort of announces some other things that we'll probably talk about later. Yeah, we do want um, to get into that because I want to see why and how that gets uh, fans excited sure. in a way. Like, what's the sure. big picture there? I understand bringing more different uh, more people together but i want to know like really deep down sure why sure. is it so exciting but we'll get yeah to that. yeah um so that, that was pretty cool um cool to see them leaning into some stuff that uh they will just say that they know worked before um it's nice and uh yeah i'm i'm really excited for the finale and i, I like i said i i never thought i would care about this show um i liked wandavision a lot i have not loved the other shows that have come out this year they've been underwhelming for for different reasons at different times um mm-hmm. this is the first one where all the way five episodes through i haven't had a bad time watching any single episode so i think that's really great um yeah i'm kind of upset that there's only six i feel like this could go on for like a few more episodes i, I mean the only thing that i'll say is and we we talk about this all the time but it's it's like some of these series don't know when to quit, and I kind of like the fact that they're in and out. They've got this one story to tell, and they can kind of move on with maybe one character out of this to go do something else in another series. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of like that, you know? Um, but it all depends on how it ends. So, still got yeah. one more. Yep. We'll find out this week. So. Are any... Well, Loki's getting a season two, right? Yeah. No? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So there's a possibility that some – well, that that's still like well, – I don't know. Some stuff could get greenlit. Like is Wanda getting greenlit? No, that was – that, 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 right? that was always meant to be like a self-contained thing. Like, like, okay. like kind of – obviously it's connected to other stuff, but that had its lead-ins to I think – I think it leads into Doctor Strange too. Um, mm-hmm. Or at least it has the most connection to that. Um, but otherwise, yeah. I think it was always meant to be like, here's this one-off kind of And Falcon story. Winners won as well, right? Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's well, technically, again, talking around spoilers here because you never know who you're going to fucking offend. Um, yeah. yeah, technically there can't be another season of that because if you think about, like, who, who those characters are by the end and... Yeah. If you know gotcha. what I mean. So, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but yeah, who, who knows? Um but yeah, I, I I really like Hawkeye. It's good. It's good to hear you have too. I mean, that's it's pretty. Uh, yeah, it's been fun, it's man. Cool. Yeah, nice, yeah. cool. Um, and then uh, we get the succession finale. Uh, TM was not a fan, then kind of a fan, and it sounded like he was <laughs> upset that he was a fan. Um, I don't know what what's what's your take on it. Um, watching it, I'm into it. Dialogue's great. Characters are great. Tension is there. Mm-hmm. But I've been in this. I've been in this tension before. Mm-hmm. We've been at this crossroad before. I want something bigger. <sighs> like that. 
I don't think it was a finale, but like that vote of no confidence episode felt like this. It's just mm-hmm. everyone get, uh, trying to get the big guy out. Um, it just seems like it's been a thing before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did like where the Kendall thing was going and Tom's right that they just fucking popped that balloon like really quick after building that up yeah. for a lot of the season. Um, there were some great moments though when he is you know sitting down outside the wedding. I thought that was a really great scene him mm-hmm. and the brother. Um, I dug this season. I just I just hope they can keep my attention with. Fresh stories and fresh tension mm-hmm. for another season. Yeah, that's all I'm asking for. I I, I can the, the the quippy stuff from Culkin and Shiv and Cox. Like I I can watch that stuff, but there needs to be a bigger picture around that. Mm-hmm. Something something more. Something more, not buying another fucking company, or you know, uh, I don't, I don't know. Like, yeah. maybe yeah. that's all there is in this world, and mm. I just, I'm just not privy to it. But yeah. I don't know, I don't know. Maybe that's just the world they're in, and it's just like this circle of trust, untrust, money, buying this, who's in charge, who's not in charge. Mm. I can only take so much of that. Sure. Sure. Because I just don't care about like business like that. So, yeah. What was uh? I, I'll get um. Let's talk this out more before I give a. Uh, I don't know season rating. I guess. Sure. Sure. But what do you? Where, where are you at with this? Yeah, rating? I mean, the, the, to me, the season was a lot different than I think what the finale of season two kind of like made you think it was going to be. You know, because mm-hmm. um, like season two ends on such a fuck yeah moment and. You're just like, oh, God damn it, that's awesome. And then this yep. season starts and you have Kendall going in a direction where he's trying to take down his father. But he's also like trying to earn his respect at the same time. Over the course of the season, you see that deteriorate to almost nothing. Um, yeah. And then like, you know, the shades of stuff that ends up coming to fruition at the end of the season while it ended in a way that at first I was kind of like, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I thought about it afterwards and I thought it made a lot of sense. I, I kind of really like what it means for the future because while the show is now doing some of those conversation scenes that you're talking about, those those like inner, um, inner circle dynamics, they, yes. they tend to have a similar feel because it's it's the same people vying for, like, the same amount of power, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing I really like about how this season ended is that you, you basically, the whole season, the one character that had such, I don't know, was being, like, kind of emasculated and felt like he didn't have a place and all this other stuff. You know, spoilers for Succession here a little bit, but... Mm-hmm. The fact that his character makes a choice that he does and the future of this show now me like it basically means that uh, there's no way for me to say this without putting a spoiler. I'm trying to think of how to say it, but I can't say it without saying a spoiler. But like, I'm just going to say this. So this is a spoiler for succession. If you haven't watched it, skip ahead. Okay. But like, what is the show if there is no more Waystar Royco owned by the Royce? You know, it becomes this like 
family drama only. And I think yeah. maybe some of what you're talking about with his business stuff is kind of thrown out the window. And it actually, to me, sounds like like the show, like creatively, the writers might have some interesting ideas for what to do next. So to me, it's it's kind of like fascinating and sort of uh, energizing for the show. Because I think if they just stayed with like, oh, this person wants power, then this person wants power, it'll yeah. become more stale. But now mm-hmm. to completely change what the show is, I think is is like a cool idea. So I don't That's know how they're going to do it. That's a but, good point. That's yeah. going to be that whole season, though. Is right. How do we get? How do we get back in? And how do we destroy? Right. Right. And, and the prospect of the Roy children, you know, basically coming at the throne to take down senior mm-hmm. Roy. Yeah. That to me is, is I think what will be worth watching. So I hope so. Yeah. Um, but a lot of these kids are just like, they they'll bow down any, any minute and turn on the siblings. Oh, absolutely. So they go, you know, Culkin will go in for a meeting, and then all of a sudden, he's like his right hand man making a deal with fucking Skarsgård type shit. Right, and I I don't want that to happen. Right again, but I, but the, I you're right. I do like um, you're right. There is hope for next season, so I'll be there. Yeah, uh, day one. So, in, um, you know, the other yeah. thing I thought about right away when it was over was, um, there's a scene earlier in the season where. Tom and Kendall are at like a Denny's and mm-hmm. Tom's really down and he's like, yeah, I come here or, or maybe he's, he might be talking to Greg in that scene, but there's, there's another scene where he's at a Denny's or a restaurant. He's talking to Kendall. Kendall's trying to recruit him and he's like, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. Sorry. And Kendall's like, why? Like, this is, this is the best way forward. And yeah. Tom is real honest with him. And he just says, look, no matter what happens, Logan doesn't get fucked. Doesn't matter who, but it's never him. And yeah. when you think back on that, you're like, holy shit. They, the, the show was like almost kind of telegraphing to you what it's doing. And uh, I thought that was pretty cool. So, um, yeah, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens in the future. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm still excited for this show. I think that season two was better than this season. Um, mm-hmm. But I think what this season what this season leaves on the table for the future, I think is also very exciting. So, okay. Yeah. I'm interested in, in season four. Mm. Um, like I said, I'll be there day one, but the guard is up. I'm just gonna, I still want to be entertained. I still want to mm-hmm. watch. I want to see new stuff. I want to see new storylines. I don't want them to rehash, um, any type of, uh, things that they have stuff they've done before yeah yeah Yeah, i don't want any of that again this feels like something that happened in uh season two this feels like something happened in season one right uh but maybe that's maybe that's the way of the old business world (laughs) (laughs) but i'll be there i'll be there i'm not shitting on i'm not shitting on anything i know it's 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 a negative review with uh just being concerned but it's a positive concerned yeah no i think that's i think it's a show that i like and i just want it to i still want to like it so it's it's a positive thing yeah just looking out for it i'm looking out for succession that's what i'm saying you're a a nice guy you know you're just trying to make sure everybody's uh you know everybody's doing what they're supposed to do here exactly i'm gonna give adam mckay a call make sure he's all right you all right over there 
There you go. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, you don't um, like Will Ferrell anymore, but let's go. Oh, it's a shame. What a shame. Um, but uh, but yeah. So uh, I don't know. I I I'm I'm fine with an eight for the season. Um, season two was was a little bit better. I, I think season two is probably a nine for me. But um, I'd still like the characters. There's no there's no character I don't like. Uh, there were a handful of episodes this season where I thought every storyline was great. It, like there was just no B plot that I didn't care about. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so eight, eight on ten for me. But what, what do you think if you're going to throw a number on it? You know what? You love your half rating, so I'm going to give you a, a seven point five here because I know you'll you'll Blood respect pressure. that, you'll accept that, and um, seven seven and a half. I thought this was the. Holiday it's not a season. seven, God and it's it. not an eight. You know, it's not yeah. as low as a seven, and it's mm. not as great as an eight like you gave it. So I got to go right in the middle, seven and a half. Well, good for you and everybody listening. So, oh boy, all right. Um, I actually just remembered. I have one more show that I watched. Me too. That, that I finished. Um, what do you got? No, go ahead. You you uh, came up with a show right. first, so go go right ahead. Um, I finished the uh, the shrink next door. The uh, the Will Ferrell Paul Rudd show. Oh, I tapped out of this. Yep, yep, I remember. Um, so oh, so I it com- completely over. Yeah, it's done. It's it's okay. a one off story. It's based on uh, the podcast uh, of the same name. It's a true story, yeah. and um, yeah. So I I watched the whole thing. I really liked uh, Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd. I like Catherine Hahn. Memory serves. You're not a fan, but um, yeah, I like her too. I. In general, I liked this show quite a bit. Um, it, it was nice. it was a weird story. Um, I wanted to know how it resolved. Like every episode I watched, I, w- I was like, "Oh, that's that's weird. Like that's that's more weird. Oh, that's kind of what an asshole." And I I just there were there were like a lot of elements at play for me that worked. Um, Paul Rudd being yeah. a, a, an absolute douchebag. I don't remember a movie where he's done that yet, and it was kind of interesting to see him play a role that was like totally um, irredeemable, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Will Ferrell, you know, his performance is I, I was a little less impressed by um, because he's playing a guy who's basically just being um, controlled or emasculated by this this by his therapist, you know. So yeah. that kind of performance, I think, would be tough for for anybody. Um, I think he's good. He certainly is not funny Will Ferrell in this, even though he does get a couple laughs here and there, but um, it's, it's a performance. You know, he's, I think he's cast because he has some acting chops. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And I would say the same thing for Paul Rudd, too. Um, but there was just a lot of interesting dynamics to this. I'm actually a couple episodes into the podcast now, so I'm getting the, the full uh, true story of it as well. But um, Okay. But yeah, this is the kind of show that I think if, you know, you kind of did it right. You, you checked it out. You weren't into it. You tapped out. Um, I think if if you watch an episode and you're intrigued and you want to know, like, how this shakes out, I think it's a pretty good story. I think it's pretty well made. Um, I think I was on a binge cast uh, maybe a couple months ago now with Chad C. And he said he was watching it, but he also thought the writing wasn't that great. Um, I, I didn't feel that. I, I didn't. It, I didn't notice it as being bad. Um, I just thought that their their accents might have been a little bit over the top at first, but oh, yeah. you know. But, Marty, but other than what that, are you doing? Yeah, Marty, come on now, Marty, get over here, Marty. You know, but um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I I I would recommend this. For me, it was like a strong seven. Um, 
every episode was a half hour, so I think it was maybe eight eps. Um, so not a not a ton to get through, but decent little drama. Um, yeah, it was just it was good. I I would recommend it. It's not anything that you have to rush to see if you don't give a shit. But if you're looking for something that's light that you know is not going to be ten episodes of a of a one and a half hour episode or, or like ten episodes of a, of a one hour series and all that shit, um, a little less time invested. This is not a bad way to spend that time. So seven. Uh, got months. a question sure, about so. the podcast that it's based off of. Are sure. any of the uh, characters that are in the show are they? Um, on the podcast, or is it like a story that someone heard that it's just two random people telling that story? What is the so the show? right from the start of the podcast, um, Marty is part of it. Um, it's oh. narrated by so the podcast was created by this journalist for I think the New York Times. Um, mm-hmm. The way that he found out about this story was that he moved into the neighborhood where this house was and he noticed that the groundskeeper was at the house a lot more than the the owner of the house dr hirschkoff um but then through kind of having conversations with the neighbors he found out that the groundskeeper was actually the guy who owns the house and that got him interested in finding out about (laughs) what's going on and eventually you know got, got him interested in the story and that's where this podcast comes from um so yeah, it's it's a pretty uh, you know stranger than fiction kind of story, which is funny because Will Ferrell's yeah. a movie called Stranger Than Fiction. Look at you! Now is it go, more of like know. a interview podcast or like an audio book? Like, what does it feel more like? It's somewhere in the middle because there are interviews, but at the same time, the guy who was the neighbor, he yeah. is putting together this sort of uh, journalistic documentary style narrative. Um, okay, so it's it's. I, I think it's actually pretty well produced. Um, I think it's a Wondery podcast. They've done. Uh, they did one on Aaron Hernandez, the uh, tight end mm-hmm. that you know murdered people. Um, they've yeah. done a couple other kind of well produced podcasts that uh, they have a certain level of production value to them. Um, this is like right in line with those. So cool. Yeah. So shrink nice. next door seven out of ten. Nice. Um, my last show. <clears throat> episode five and six just dropped this week. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm behind. We've only watched the first three so far, but loving okay. it, loving it so far. So, so five and six, um, they go to Ireland. So nice. These uh, episode five and six, they are in Ireland, and I believe in seven they are still there. So maybe the rest of the season plays out in Ireland, but still a fantastic show. If you love it, you're gonna love it. That's all I can say. So. Excellent. We're not watching it by now. Yeah. I and mean, you probably don't like the show. <laughs> oh. uh, I'm loving it. I love Sonny so much. And I'm yeah. still listening to uh, the podcast. The gang has a – I don't even know what it's called, actually. Uh, but still listening to that podcast. Glenn Howerton, Charlie Day, Rob McElhenney. Watch the episode, and then they talk about that episode and go off the rails. And last week, Law and I was wondering if they were um, in the same room. And they mm-hmm. are in the same room. They're actually – they do like the podcast right before they go film a scene for the season that they're in right now. So they'll say, all right, we're going to go film this scene. So when you watch that episode, just think of us saying that we're about to go record that and that's what we're about to go film. It's pretty cool. I, 
I think you mentioned this on a podcast before, but I I totally forgot about it. I got to check this podcast out. Yeah, I have to thank uh, Nate P for that um, recommendation. I had no idea this was even a thing. So, oh, that's it's awesome. A, it's only like 20, 25 minute episode. Again, it's not a commentary. They watch it before they uh, hit record, mm-hmm. and then they just talk about. It. And they're going from season one. Uh, season one. That's where they're starting. So I don't know. Mm. Hopefully, they go all the way to the end because I'm loving it. Awesome, awesome. I'm, I'm definitely going to check that out this week. So. Um, yeah, yeah. I think the last episode we watched was the roller rink episode, um, <laughs> which was pretty, just it, as soon as Max showed up and he's got like oh my, he's got like a fubu jacket on, his hair <laughs> slicked back. He's like, yeah, man, this this beeper is pretty fat, you know. <laughs> oh God, he is so funny. He doesn't care how he this show makes him look. Yeah, it's great. It's so oh, great. It's fun. The best. Fantastic. They're the best. Yep. Um, all right, man. I uh, so I th- I think. This is where we can talk about the uh, the South Park special, right? Because South Park's a TV show, so. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. I did not get to see part two. I didn't get to get to that. But oh, you all right, go all right, right ahead. So, all right, so I've got Sorry. I've got this for you. All right, so yeah. Um, so this this one is the follow up to the South Park post COVID special. So this one's called South Park post COVID: The Return of COVID. Um. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's almost I, like perfectly timed, isn't it? It's 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 beautiful. I mean, it's just the, the, these assholes. So here's here's what I'll say. I'm not going to get too much in the weeds on this. It's it's a sequel to that special that's already happened. So all of the plot lines that were happening there, you know, Cartman being a rabbi and having a family, uh, uh-huh. Kenny being dead after trying to attempt time travel, like all, all this other stuff. That's it's a direct continuation of all that. Okay, sweet. Perfect. Um, they drop the most deep cut movie references in here. It's just like it's beautiful. It's just Chef's Kiss beautiful. The stuff that they pull off. Um, so that's great to see. Nice. Um, this one I would say is just as funny as the last one was. I-, I was not in awe of the last one. I thought it was funny, but it wasn't one of the funniest South Park uh-huh. things that I've seen. Um, I feel the same way about this one. There's some good ideas. There's some really great one-liners. Obviously, some of the situations are totally off the fucking rails, um, but you know it's it's not like the funniest thing of all time. It's just it's very solid. Um, there, okay. There's one there's one like through line in this episode where uh, Butters has grown up and become somebody called Victor Chaus, which is actually Victor Chaos, and oh. <laughs> Victor Chaos is uh, a, 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 an NFT dealer, so he. <laughs> He will distract somebody by talking about the great investment that is NFTs. Yeah. And there's a whole, like, shootout at a motel. <laughs> over over two gangs trying to steal each other's NFTs. <laughs> oh, my God. It's really fucking funny. I oh, mean, my it, God. You know, it's always like, whatever's going on in the news, these guys will find some way to fuck with it. And it, it, it just works. They might not be the funniest to me. They might not be, like... You know, the most innovative, but it's pretty fair to say that they are the best. Like, they're the best at this. They've been doing it a long time. They've got all the clout. It's like Sonny, you know, in a sense that it's it's funny today. It was funny back then. Somehow it's still going, and it still is of a certain level of quality, and you got to respect that, you know? Um, yeah. But this was... I can't was, wait to watch this. This is fun. This was fun. This was another 7 on 10 for me. Um, awesome. 
definitely recommend. So sweet. All right. Any other TV you got? Because I think that's it for me. That is it for me. Um, right. I'm trying to see if there's any. No, I think uh, that's it. That is All it, right. man. All right. Well, let's uh, let's just jump into uh, movies then. Let's see here. I could take a I could take a pee break if you if you're. All right. Yeah. That. Let's do that then. All right. Hold. All right. Sweet. We'll, uh, let's do it up. Eventually. Eventually. Okay. There we go. You want a pee break? Sir? I, need, I need to pee at least. You got Oh, for fuck's sake. I have a suggestion. Can we do a quick pee break? Yes! Have you got the pee break or do I got the pee break? I can do it. You got it or I got it. Here we go. Now, the piss in all the bottles rises high. But nothing hides the sound it makes when it hits your thigh. Whistle. It'll dry in just no time. Pissing on your thigh. We are pissing now. A lot of piss came out of my penis. Pinch cast all night. Drinking high life. We are pissing now. I mean, wow. Pinch cast all night. Piss on. On time. Who wants to chime in here? We'll round up TV and review some flicks tonight. Probably. Did budgets have a boob surprise? Yummy. the balls tonight. We are now. Tickle and pickles and shit. Bitch cast all night. Fuck your mother. <laughs> hey, girl. Ooh, did I get that first? Nice. You just beat me. God damn it. No, I didn't just beat you. I've been here for about five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Good shit. Good shit. All right. Thank you for that. Uh, Let's see here. TV's done. Let's Let's do some movies. There's the moves. She don't use jelly any of these. So what'd you watch this week? Watch this week. Watch this week. What ya? What you watch? What you watch this week? Make me surprise What the fuck you watch? What the fuck you watch? Fuck you. And that that one's great. That that one's underrated. I'm sorry. He is, uh, he is the king. He's the king of sounders. The guy, the guy knows what he's doing a little bit. A little the bit. guy, I tell you. All right. Um, so I saw two things. Um, Me too. One of them I saw twice, technically. 
Wawa Wawa. Um, so where do we want to start? I think we want to start with uh, the special, right? So what, what do you uh, tell yeah. us? What, 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 what do we see here, Pete? We saw uh, Louis C.K.'s new stand-up. I think it was direct from his website. It's the only way he can uh, release these things now, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, entitled Sorry. Yes, yes. Now, you said – I think we were on the phone, actually. We talked. You said you saw him on this tour or around this special, mm-hmm. and um, you th- you were thinking maybe it's the same uh, thing. Was it the uh, same show? It was. It was. Oh, okay. Um, so we saw him last weekend in Boston, and it turned out that was actually the final show of the tour. Um, oh, okay. So, I, yeah, I think we were talking. I said, I'm like, yeah, man, I, I really hope they recorded it because it's, it's really good. And sure as shit, this, you know, yes, what was it, uh, Saturday um, mm-hmm. popped up. And, uh, yeah, I was, I was very happy to, uh, to so wait, see that. Wait, were you at this, in this audience or was just this tour? Unfortunately, no. I think he recorded this one in New York. Um, okay. So, and it's it was kind of cool because, you know, we I think I told the story before, but right before COVID, we originally were going to see Louis the same night that he eventually put out the Sincerely special. And he kind of confirmed after the fact in an interview that he was going to be filming the Boston shows to release instead of the Washington, D.C. ones. Um, um, but because everything shifted, you know, obviously that changed. Um, yeah. Still, though, it was it was really cool. He even he even acknowledged it at the end of the show. He's like, so how many of you have had your tickets since, you know, two years ago? And, it, yeah. you know, people raise their hands. He's like, ah, oh, it's unbelievable. You know, he, he's like, you know why we had to push it this late is because this fucking piece of shit theater doesn't have air conditioning in it (laughs) he totally called him out (laughs) but uh it was good he had his openers were great too um one of them was named tony v and the other one was lizzie something but they they actually said at the show that louis directed a movie that we're going to be hearing about very soon and the two of them are in the movie Um, oh okay so that was kind of cool too so at some point we're going to be getting a new Louis C.K. directed film, so something to keep an eye on. That's out probably for. going to go right to louisck.com, right? Yeah. Oh, so, uh, okay, before we start reviewing the thing, I'm glad you brought that up. So, I don't know if you ever read this, but part of the reason why he was Me Too'd the way that he was, yeah. a lot of people ha- have believed in this conspiracy theory that it's because he was pioneering the idea of directly selling his content to consumers and that. People had it out for him because he was doing this before he was Me too He he was the, like one of the first guys who made his website and said, I'm going to put everything on here. Pay what you want for some stuff. Other stuff, he puts a set price and then that's it. He just distributes it himself and where it goes, it goes. Does um, Radiohead do that same shit? <laughs> they did. Yeah, yeah. They, they did that back in the day with, uh, I think, In Rainbows was the album. Uh, but. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then like a bunch of people have done that since then. I think Jay-Z released an album like that. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, so it, it's always interesting. It's like, you know, it's whatever you think of Louis C.K. as a person or whatever. Um, but it's, it's just funny that like uh, there's there's a there's a conspiracy theory around the idea that, uh, you know, corporate interests were trying to get him off of platforms because they, you know, were, were pushing an idea of like selling shit outside of the normal avenues. It's just like the, fucking the, insane. The only uh 
That is complete bullshit. And the only reason is because he'd fucking would say it on his show. Right, right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> he would talk about it. Right, right. So, but, so in any case, stand up special. Um, so I've got, I've got some thoughts on this, but you know, you you saw this for the first time as the special, so I want to hear what you thought first. Yeah, just saw it right before we uh, started. Okay. So, um, I, I I like him. I like his stand up. I think mm. uh, his stories are funny. His short jokes are hysterical. He is dirty as motherfucker, but I laugh. I I don't stop laughing, and this audience does not stop laughing. And he's mm-hmm. like, he starts the next joke while they're still fucking giggling yeah. and shit. It's it is insane how how fucking funny he is, and how much that audience was digging him in this show. Um, mm. He was just nailing every joke, man. Everything was hysterical. Yeah. I, you know, there's oh shit moments, but he cleans it up. He just has yeah. this way. He has like a – it's not the same as Chappelle, but I'm so engaged with his storytelling like a Chappelle. Yeah. There are different comics, but I'm engaged with his cadence, his storytelling, he, his beats. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just – he's fantastic, man. He's a fantastic stand-up yeah. comedian. There's um, there's something that him and Bill Burr do really well that, that – it's it's almost like they 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 are intentionally putting the audience in a place of being uncomfortable by saying yeah. something completely outlandish and ridiculous and then mm-hmm. sort of like backing off it but then eventually working up to it and making you realize oh you you're an asshole for thinking what you thought right like <laughs> yes he's yeah. so good at that he's it's like not that I would spoil any punchlines. We played a little bit of it at the top of the show here, but um, mm-hmm. I'm there with some friends, and one of the friends that I'm there with, he and I were in the same Boy Scout troop together. <laughs> so you can oh, imagine God. the whole segment oh. with the Boy Scout stuff, the two of us were losing our fucking minds. Because like, <laughs> so, much, so much of what he said was right on the money. And the two of us yeah. even, like, I remember we're, we're sitting there. We're both thinking. We were both thinking of like the same scoutmaster. And, and after the show, oh, I was like, "Oh no!" So when, so when he brought up that thing, he was like, "Oh yeah, it was definitely Mister So and So." And I was like, "I fucking knew it, dude! I fucking knew oh. it!" <laughs> <laughs> That's but, amazing. I mean, we always joke the two of us because we both were in yeah. Boy Scouts. We both were yeah. like confirmed in the church. You know, mm-hmm. it's a miracle that, given the fact that we <laughs> we we in high school like just hung out, all all, all the guys would hang out, right? Um, yeah. We were confirmed in the church. Some of us were altar boys, not me, but some of the others, and we were in Boy Scouts. It's a miracle none of us were molested. You know. <laughs> Oh my god! Just like dodging every bullet, you know. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> fucking hilarious. You're hilarious. sexy guy, you know. You're sexy. I'll tell you what, the long hair. I'm surprised none of them went for it, but maybe it's because it looked more like a girl. Maybe that's the problem. Who knows? But, yeah, they didn't like yeah, your yeah. type. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, no, that shit was fucking hilarious. Um, uh, and you know, pretty much everything that you saw in the special was what he yeah. performed live. It didn't seem to me like he caught anything from the live performance. Oh, okay. Um, which was which was really great to see. Um, yeah, he just was dialed in, man. I mean, I, I you know, I mentioned Bill Burr, you mentioned Chappelle and Louie. To me, those are the three. Those are the three guys that, 
they're the best. You know, mm-hmm. whenever one of them puts out a great special, the conversation in, comes up in my head and it's like, okay, well, which one's better now? And it's like, mm. I love the fact that they're always kind of vying for t- the top spot in my own brain. Because it means yeah, that the yeah, next yeah. one will always be better because they're going to yeah. make each other better. And that is awesome. Um, true, true. Good it's point. the same way we've talked about this before. Same way I feel about Batman movies. I always want the next Batman movie to be the best one because it means that whatever comes after it, they're going to have to do better than that one. You know, exactly. Um, they're putting the they're putting the previous one on a pedestal. It's like let's beat that motherfucker for exactly. the next one. I exactly. Competition breeds it. excellence. You know, that's yeah. what you want. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but. uh <laughs> But no, I, I I love it. I mean, I'm I might be a little more biased just because I saw it live, but I, I loved mm-hmm. it. I mean, it was it was great. It was the first comedian I've seen since all this went down. Um, yeah. That was awesome. Um, yeah, it was. There's not much else to say. It was a great stand-up performance. Um, you know, it, there's nothing too. I don't know, creative about it. It's just him on the stage. So from a filmmaking perspective, it's it's just a documentary pretty much of, uh, you know, the stand-up. There's nothing, there's nothing to add yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so fucking good, man. So funny. Yeah. I just want more. Like, is there another one? Like, let's, let's keep I know. it coming. I know. Oh, man. Yeah, he's like, great. I, I almost and feel which... a little bit lucky that we saw the show that we saw because I really did like his last special as well. But mm-hmm. I also thought that some of it felt a little awkward in the edit that he put out. And that could be part of you know the problem with COVID happening and him having to just put the thing out from the footage that he had. Maybe later in the tour, it'd be a little more polished. But this one, it felt like he was very comfortable with everything that had happened to him and ready to yeah, just yeah. like take it to task, you know? Um, Absolutely. So that made for a great show, I thought. Another thing I find with, I think I said this when that latest Chappelle came out, it's when one of these comedians comes out with something great, I always go back to watch previous stand-ups. It's like almost mm-hmm. like a completist like Garrett is with the with his aftertaste. Like, oh, there's a new movie coming out. Let's watch all the shit leading up to it. Where I'm the opposite. I wait for that new one to come out, and then I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to go back and watch. I did that with Chappelle. I watched like the previous three or four and then mm-hmm. louis ck i want to go back and watch uh the last you know two and that's that's the sign of uh a great stand-up special because you just want to go back and because I, I don't re-watch these things all the time right because i forget right. about them well that, I forget they, about the stand-ups they tend to be good for like background at a party right or or mm-hmm. you know a few of them over the years have been ones that I show a friend, you know, like Dave Chappelle killing him softly. I've seen probably like, I don't know, 15 times because mm-hmm. it's one of my favorites and I've shown it to so many people and for, you know, for those reasons, but, but you're right. Like I love the Bill Burr standups, but I, I don't watch them again very much. I listen to them quite a bit. So I always appreciate when there's an album because I'll throw that on, but gotcha. Gotcha. But, but yeah. Um, nah, I, I, I was, I was, very satisfied with his performance. I thought this was this was a good uh, top to bottom, you know, mm-hmm. kind of uh, delivery, the stories, the jokes. It all just landed for me. I didn't have any uh, any issues. So yeah, it was a tight tight show. Yeah, um, is that eight? I'm going eight. I'm going eight on ten. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I was going to go eight as well. So eight on ten, very easy rating to give this. It's uh, it's a solid 
solid stand-up special and uh, worth your time if you're a Louis fan especially. So, yeah. Nice. All right, man. Nice. Um, so I think given that, we've only got one other thing to review, and it is... That's it. Yeah. All right. It is Spider-Man No Way Home. So here's how we're going to handle this, all right? <laughs> we're going to yeah. talk uh, about it a little bit. We will give you a rating, and then we're going to say... From this point on, spoilers, and then we're just going to let loose, okay? Um, so, couple things. Uh, we were talking about Hawkeye earlier, and mm-hmm. I said how some of the shows this year have been underwhelming. I think overall this year, Marvel's been kind of underwhelming to me. Um, there's been a lot of stuff that's been put out, but not all of it has landed well for me. Um, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. The only thing that I can safely say I walked away from before seeing Spider-Man um, and I still say it's pretty good was Shang-Chi um, I thought that was fun it was light a um, little bit different at times it had a good um, I don't know central kind of like emotional story to it but it was it was good you know I came away from that and I'm like alright I'll, I'll watch that guy and more stuff um, okay. the other stuff varying degrees of this was okay to and I kind of didn't like that um, yeah, yeah, you know, Eternals was a big swing and a miss for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Black Widow had a few moments, but was ultimately, I don't know, kind of awkward and kind of too late, too, too little, too late on that one. Um, and then like, what if is just a total, it's a total whiff. I, I don't, I, I didn't like really almost any episode of what if. I, I liked the Doctor Strange episode, but that could have just been like a YouTube drop. You didn't need a whole season for me to just see that thing. So. Um, <laughs> Gotcha. But, you know, the hype train left the station on Spider-Man at the beginning of December for me because a lot of stuff was rumored and, you know, they... uh, As somebody who watches a lot of movies and sees a lot of movie trailers, you know, I think we we have like a bit of a... Let's call it a spidey sense, right? For for when something's up. and Peter Tingle, perhaps? A little bit of a tingle, maybe. Um, (laughs) You definitely have a Peter Tingle. I got a Peter Um, Tingle. Yeah, for sure. But uh but something something's up when you see a bunch of like marketing material and trailers for a movie and it, it's not really like showing you anything, you know, or or like it's all coming from two scenes out of the movie. There's I don't know, the, mm-hmm. you kind of take notice of that as somebody who watches a lot of this stuff. And yes. I'm like, okay, so they're keeping things under wraps. I mean, there wasn't a full trailer for the movie until like a month and a half ago, I want to say. So it was they really waited a long time to reveal anything. And um, I had a, a sneaking suspicion that that was because there was just a lot in this movie. Uh, there were a lot of surprises and a lot of things to see, right? Yes. Um, <clears throat> so all that being said, I was very excited to see it. Um, yeah. Did go to the theater. I uh, had a bad theater experience. I knew I was going to have a bad theater experience, but <laughs> went anyways. Um, oh no! Yeah, oh, so no. so we had uh, two screaming children, um, screaming, 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 like like not not whining, screaming. Okay. Yeah. Now now the first one, the mother had the enough presence of mind to take the kid in the stroller and get the fuck out. Oh. The second one, it took them about a half hour before the dad finally dragged the kid out of the theater. Okay, but he was clearly pissed off at the mm-hmm. fact that he had to leave. So basically what you had was a man child who, you know, 
had to take his kid because they didn't have a babysitter and yep. was going to have it his way no matter what. And you know what? And he Fuck loves people. the MCU. He yeah. loves it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck people like that. Fuck you. <sighs> if any of you out there are listening to me right now, okay, have some fucking respect for the other people yeah. in the theater. It is not cheap to go to the movies, okay? It just isn't. It's an expensive fucking venture these days. You mm-hmm. fucking cocksuckers, find somebody mm-hmm. to watch your kid or don't go. That's it. Don't mm-hmm. fucking take them. That being said, all right, Pete, how did you see this movie? <laughs> oh, boy. Let me tell you. So I didn't want to get spoiled by anything. Um, I kind of wanted to watch this, like, first day. Yeah. I think I watched this, like, the day before it came out. Okay. Um, I called up AMG. Yep. You know, got through the uh, automated system, worked my way through it. Hit seven for No Way Home. Mm-hmm. And they say, we have a cam version. Press one. <laughs> Press one. Boom. I get it. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I threw it in a, like a drive, like a Google Drive. And I was mm-hmm. able to uh, – I watched a little bit on my phone. Okay. And then um, at work. And then after work, I went home and I put it on the, uh, the big screen, the big okay. flat screen. And it still looked exactly the same as if I watched it on my phone. I mean, this cam version was horrendous. This was the worst cam. This is the worst cam I've ever seen. And I've seen Phantom Menace on a cam. Obviously, after I saw it in theaters, I've seen um, the first – I think the first Spider-Man, Jackass 2, and Phantom Menace were like three movies I had to get after I – saw it and i didn't care what kind of quality it was it's an interesting trilogy right there (laughs) i remember those three specifically all right right. Um, nice it was dark i couldn't hear a lot of the audio okay um but you know i was only watching it for uh i'm I'm treading lightly here i was only watching it for certain things Mm -hmm. and all that stuff like came across um for me Okay. Okay. And that's it. Um, as far as like storyline goes, I may have missed some beats. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, di- like I said, dialogue, the audio was rough, man, rough. Ugh. I think uh, the person filming was like, I heard a lot of like, <laughs> like sniffing. I don't know if it was okay. tears. I don't know if it was cocaine. I don't know if it was COVID. There was a. I have no idea, but there was a lot of sniffing, and it was clouding the uh, the dialogue. Okay. But I'm not hating that person. That person got me to see <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home the day before the release. So All right. All right. I was in my glory. I'm I I kicked back, and mm. I was just watching. Everyone's jammed in the theater. And I'm home alone. It was yeah. fantastic. It was camtastic. <laughs> well, the cam was terrible. It was a horrendous version. Uh, I can't wait to watch it with some clarity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got the gist. Yeah. I got the gist. Yeah. I, I can only imagine, like, <laughs> you sitting there watching. Like, I'm just trying to think of the perspective of, of, like, you versus the filmmakers, right? Because, like, 
this is a movie that they made, and they're like, okay, we're going to spend $130 million on these three action scenes. They're going to oh, look yeah. incredible. They're oh, gonna, yeah. You know, the CGI is going to be up to par. You know, we'll do some stuff at night. That'll even look great because the computers that we have now are so much fucking better than they were, you know, last year. This is going to yeah. be incredible. You'll go to see it in the theater, watch it at home. It'll be amazing. And meanwhile, Pete's at home. <laughs> He's watching Listen, I, I with apologize. Mr. Sniffles. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize to the filmmakers for how I watched it, but you're not me. You're not in my shoes. You don't know what I've experienced. So this is the way I have to do things now. I'm sorry. Look, uh, Pete. I'm sorry. The the more time goes on, the more I fucking hate going to the theater. And it's, it's terrible. It's a terrible experience. It doesn't matter what theater I go to or what show. It just, it's all, there's always a problem. There's always a fucking problem. It's gotten worse over the years. It's never going to get better. And, okay, so I'm going to sidebar this. Yeah. If there was a mm-hmm. way for them to guarantee the showing had no bullshit, okay, how much money per ticket would that be worth to you? So, for instance, just to give you, know, give you an example, let's yeah. say they guarantee it's an 18-plus show and that they're going to have two ushers stationed who will remove people from the theater should issues arise and issues could be no shoes uh excessive Bones. crunching or bag crinkling mm-hmm. um talking Definitely phone phone light phone like, use illuminating fight uh, how fight, much light. money would that be worth to you on a per ticket basis because <laughs> i have an answer because we talked about this after the movie i'm <laughs> I'm going twenty. I'm going twenty dollars. I really don't want to spend more than that, and that's just the ticket. This is mm-hmm. not gas money. This isn't snacks. This isn't mm-hmm. all that stuff. And twenty is a lot because so it's you're saying forty because yep. I gotta you know I'm bringing right. my wife and you know if uh, Jim Law brings his whole family, right? That's a hundred dollars, right? So you're saying twenty dollar ticket if we could guarantee ushers doing their fucking job. Yeah. No excessive noises, and you were guaranteed a good theatrical experience. Twenty bucks. Okay. That's that's all I can. That's all I can spend. Yeah. yeah. See, for me, I thought of it a little differently, and I said I would I would gladly accept an additional two dollar charge to whatever the ticket is. So I think in my case, I think tickets now are like thirteen fifty for a normal show, and then IMAX is like seventeen seventy five. So, you know, IMAX, yeah, you're right in that range. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I I would, God, I would love that. But neither here nor there, I guess. So, guess what, though? Guess what? Those those, um, guards, Mm. they're human beings, too. Mm -hmm. And no one is phased by another human being anymore. I'm sorry. (sighs) There's going to be. You're right. Look at at these. Airplane, the like the airplane footage of just people, just yelling at stewardess and flight attendants. It is just out of control. You think yeah. anyone is gonna give a shit that there's two people in a fucking movie theater and they're gonna tell someone? And now you're upcharging them, right? I pay twenty dollars and I can't go on my phone. Like it is just gonna turn around and it's just gonna be a fucking disaster. Well, okay, so so just to add a little bit to this fucking fantasy scenario, I think yeah, under really. my guidelines, 
It mm-hmm. would be something where when you go into the theater, you know full well you will be kicked out unless you're following those rules. So, Yeah, but I, there's a lot of people that want that confrontation. That's the difference. There's a – Right, right. I feel like 50% of the world wants someone to say something to them. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right. I'm talking about look, like I said, I'm talking about a complete fantasy scenario. This doesn't exist. I, I love your world, fantasy. So. Don't get me yeah. wrong, man. I want it to happen. Yeah, it's it, just it not nice. gonna happen. Yeah, um, and then then let's say <laughs> here's another scenario. Yeah, someone is uh, on their phone. The ushers aren't doing anything. Uh, I get up to go to the usher. Now I got the usher mad at me. And I just snitched on the guy on the phone. So now I got two people mad at me now. It is just a fucking disaster. It's a disaster. I'm sorry. I I I love your fantasy. Yeah, I think you're just writing the next episode of Curb. That's kind of what it sounds like. But, (laughs) but, all right. So, so, you know, that's, whatever. That's that's never going to happen. But, um, so, going off of that, Spider-Man. So, again, we're not going to talk spoilers, but, um... This is a big movie. I think we can say that. Um, yeah. Doctor Strange is in it. Uh, that's on the poster. That's on the trailers. Um, also in the trailers are, uh, you know, if you haven't seen trailers, then, you well, know. Well, hold on. Hold on one but... second. I was, uh, <clears throat> I was, I went on uh, a certain Facebook page the other day. Just, I was just creeping. I, I creep. Oh, okay. yep. I creep. And this person um, was spoiled by Something somebody said that was in a trailer. Now we all know this person was uh, Kupka. Kupka, I was uh, I was spying on you. Fuck. I love Dick, right? <laughs> Kupka, I love you. That's why I was just I was just checking. I was just checking up on you. I, but I think I was sucked the almighty cock. I didn't know you were here. Um, Your excitement <laughs> has me excited, sir. It Let me know where you're done talking. Okay. You play Let a lot of side platformers. You don't understand what they're doing. <laughs> All right. That's, that's, <laughs> okay. You sure? Kupka? I'm sure. Fuck off. Okay. Go fuck yourself, Kupka. Kupka, suck a dick. Kupka, suck a dick. Okay. Whoa. Wrong one. No. Nope, never mind. Go ahead. What are you jamming over there? Oh, my God. It's a little early. Okay. It was. I think he said, I don't know what he was referring to. But he said he was spoiled by something somebody said that they saw in a trailer. Now, we all know he avoids trailers. Right. So, like, how many people avoid trailers to avoid spoilers? Like, what you were about to say could potentially spoil something for somebody depending on how epic their um, hiding is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's that's fair. But whoever that person is, I think they also need to understand that they're listening to a movie podcast um, the week that Spider-Man No Way Home came out. So I think it's fairly safe to assume that, um, you know, if we talk about something that's in the trailer, that's kind of like uh, fair season, like open season, I would say. Like, it's one thing leading up to the release of the movie and all that stuff. If it's that important to you to get out the night of and see the thing and, and not be spoiled by anything. But anybody who's listening to this and is worried about something in the trailer being a spoiler, I think you got to yeah. get your priorities sorted out personally. That's just me. But <laughs> it's also pretty impressive if you could avoid trailers, teasers, posters, like yeah, or yeah. even online ads. Um, like if you're on IMDb, like a fucking uh, window could pop up that shows like the poster or something like that. So yeah. like, I'm all about it. Like, 
uh, I'm speaking directly to Kupka now because he's like the most extreme. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't want any information, and I I uh, I applaud him for that. Like I would love that, but I just I just can't seem to like work around that. Yeah, and I would love to just go in blind, but um, kind of I kind of fucking knew everything kind of going into this, and I, we'll get into that. Yeah, and that yeah. that was just not not me looking anything up. Yeah, um, I mean, there, again, we'll talk more spoilers. Well, in a minute, but, ish. but there's there's just like um, I what what how do I word this? How do I word this? Um, there's a lot that goes into these movies, right? And like your approach to them, you're talking about what is this? The third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. Seventh Spider-Man, eight, nine, ten. It was it ninth, ninth or tenth Spider-Man movie since the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies? I think, including the two, animated three, one. Four, five, six, seven, eight. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. eight. I guess live action. I guess eight live. Yeah. What? However, it shakes out. But there have been a lot of these in the last twenty years, right? So, yeah. Um, there's. This is also the twenty whatever. Th- MCU film, which is also the most recent MCU thing, which is also a sequel to now technically like four other series or five other series and all this other stuff. There's a lot going into it, right? Yeah. I really like the idea where Cup is coming from of trying to avoid the trailers. And I have to say, I have kind of done that, not out of like, not, not to the degree that he does, but I certainly don't seek out trailers as much as I used to. If I yeah, see them, yeah, yeah. I see them. There's certain stuff I want to see the trailer right away, but mm-hmm. there's other stuff where I don't need to be sold on something, you know? Um, correct, correct. I I know that, you know, Christopher Nolan's making this movie about Oppenheimer. I don't need a trailer to see that. The cast is awesome already, and, yeah. you know, I don't need anything to get me in the theater. Um if tomorrow I hear that A Quiet Place Part 3 is going to come out next summer, I, I don't need a trailer for that. I'm, I'm there. Like, the ticket's sold. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I, I tend to do, do it more that way. But I think when you have a movie that's this big, and if the box office receipts are any indication, I think this is, like, vying for one of the biggest openings of all time um, in terms of, like, a, I think a one-day release or, or, or single-day ticket stub sale or something. But uh-huh. um, it... I did not this contribute is... to those numbers. <laughs> Allegedly. Um, <laughs> this is the this is the type of thing where you can't get too upset about spoilers after the opening weekend because it's just too big of a cultural thing that yeah. it's it's just going to be out there now. And you have to just deal with that. You know, you basically, you have... I In this case, I think if you don't want to get spoiled, you have the weekend. you got to get the movie in opening weekend. If you don't, after that point... You're playing with fire. Um, so this is releasing on a Monday, this podcast. Weekend's mm-hmm. over. So if you hear something about us talking about the marketing materials for the film, I think you missed your let's just, chance. You know? Let's give our ratings and let's just go Spidey spoilers for the rest of the show. All right. I think that's I think that's fair. Um, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's do that then. Um, had a really good time. Thought it was uh, entertaining, fairly satisfying. Uh, I go eight on ten. So what do you got? Ah, that's my rating. That may oh. change after uh, spoiler review, though. But right. right now, an eight. Mm-hmm. An hour and forty minutes into the uh, binge cast, it's an eight. 
All right. All right. <laughs> we'll see where it's at in, a, in an hour and 52. So. Yes. All right. So uh, I can't find the goddamn spoiler. Uh, oh, well, we don't need it. Up. We don't need it because yeah. if, you, if you bow out now, the only thing you're missing is the spoiler review. We're not doing anything after that. It's just going to be the right. end bumper, and then you're off to the full binge or the end of the binge cast. Exactly. So we're not going to talk about anything else but Spider-Man spoilers from here on out. So if you don't want to know anything, now's the time to get out. You're not yeah. going to miss anything. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, all right, we don't so, need the uh, bumper or the no, uh, that's right. spoiler sound. All right, so Spider-Man spoilers from here on out, and we're going to count it out in three, two, one. Okay, you had your chance. So, Pete. Yeah. You uh, had a conversation with AMG, and yes, then we talked on the phone, and you were like, yeah, the only thing I care about is whether or not Toby's in this movie. Oh, yeah. Toby was in this oh, movie, yeah. dude. He was in the oh, movie. God damn it. God damn it, did I have a fucking raging heart on. All right. That was pretty fucking great. That was pretty <laughs> fucking great. So, all right, let's 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 take it from let, let, let's go through the movie a little bit here. So, there were a bunch of great it, Okay, so I had a bad theater experience overall. Yeah. But it was somewhat redeemed by the fact that there were a bunch of fuck yeah moments and the crowd really got into it. So that was kind of cool. Um awesome. The first one was Matt Murdock showing up. That was that was huge for me. Um I love Okay, that wasn't Daredevil. anything for me. Okay, okay. Okay. So um the the reason why that's such a big deal is mm-hmm. it's the first well actually technically it's the second. But in the movies it's the first time that the Marvel's the MCU movies are recognizing the Netflix shows and they're saying, okay, we're gonna start using this stuff. And it means Along with, and this is, you know, spoilers for Hawkeye here, but mm-hmm. the Wilson Fisk drop in that at the end of that episode, and then Daredevil being here, I think it, it eventually what this movie sets up is that now Spider-Man is going to operate as like a street-level vigilante, and kind of like he did in a lot of the comics, he's now free to work alongside like, you know, Daredevil or Hawkeye or some of the more street-level stuff because he's now like anonymous again, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like that. I, I I loved seeing Charlie Cox as Daredevil. I, I, I think season three of Daredevil's phenomenal. Like it's great. Okay. Okay. Um, so it's it's really cool to see them just say, Okay, everything's on the table. This was these two characters were played perfectly. We're not gonna recast them. Let's just bring them in and let's move forward. I'm really excited about that personally. Okay, but, cool. Yeah, I, yeah, it it didn't matter to me only because yeah. that world was already brought to me. In the Hawkeye episode? Yes, yes. Didn't watch any of that show, but I knew those actors. I knew those characters. Yeah. So when that reveal happened in Spider-Man, I said, well, yeah, I just watched fucking the Hawkeye episode yesterday. So right. it's not a giant um, cameo for me. Yes. Because yeah. it was done. Right, right. It, it was It was just kind of nice to have confirmation on both platforms that they're serious about it and they're going to. They're gonna do it. It was it was it was a nice uh, nice moment for me, but yeah, cool. But yeah, um, all right. So that that was big, and then, the, ugh, dude, there are three Spider Man in this movie. That's all right, so cool. I want to go back That's a little bit. Cool. So I watched the trailer for this, mm-hmm. and you pretty much see, I think you pretty much see all the villains, mm-hmm. right? So I wasn't I really so. surprised by 
with the biggies at least, yeah. right? Um, Willem Dafoe, Sandman, uh, you know Jamie Foxx's character, Max. Like I kind of I knew they were in it. Mm-hmm. Didn't know what their roles were, but then you also saw. You know, I don't know if it was fake on set photos or uh, photoshopped in the costume, but like the rumors of Garfield and Maguire in this movie, you couldn't hide from that. That was no. just that was just information that I just came across and I knew whether yeah. that was true or not was there. And right. I just kind of assumed like that's got to happen. Number one, because you show the villains from the those two movies in mm-hmm. this trailer. Right. How are they not going to be in it? Right. So them showing up was exciting because it confirmed the rumors. Right. Right. Um, I just I just texted you two photos. Right. So there's a some people might be aware of this, but there's a there there are a bunch of you know movie review YouTube personalities. One of them's named John Campia. Um, I think he used to work for Slash Film or something, but um, he's got his own show, and I, I tap into his stuff once in a while because he he reminds me a little bit of a certain website that you and I used to go to a lot, and uh, uh-huh. I don't know, it's it's kind of easier sometimes to just throw on a video and ha- get something in like ten you know like a five minute segment about. Uh, whatever the movie news is of the day. And a few weeks back, he tweeted out these two photos. Now, this guy is very conscientious about spoilers, and he's a very big proponent of, like, you know, let's let's make it so that everybody likes going to the movies. We don't need to be negative, toxic fandom stuff, all that shit. Those two photos, when he sent them out, he was told that they were promotional stills from the film. He put them up on Twitter... And within about 10 minutes, Disney contacted him directly, told him to take them down, and said that they were not promotional stills from the film. Now, I saw those, unfortunately, like three, four weeks ago. Yeah. So I had this all like 80% confirmed before I even walked into the theater. Um, Mm -hmm. So I knew Matt Murdock was going to show up, and I knew that the Spider-Men were going to be in this. Um I wish that I didn't. It would have been cooler to go in not knowing that. But it's like you said, it, it kind of was a given that you were going to get all three of the Spider-Men in this too, just based on the poster, really. Yeah. Um, having said that, I will mm-hmm. say that it didn't really ruin those moments for me when they happened in the movie. Um, no, they didn't because now you're like, okay, what now, basically? I, I just felt like the, the way that this movie was written, it was it almost like didn't have villains throughout the first half like like there were there were antagonists but then peter kind of wins them over and he's like let's solve all their problems and i thought that was such an interesting route to take you know that like the conflict of the movie was peter trying to save everybody instead of of like defeat someone i have a question about that yeah why was he doing that? I th- like uh, sincerely because a lot of the audio was oh, all right, a little all right. snotty on my copy. Like, why um, did he want to save these villains? I, I think it comes well. It's it's Aunt May has a conversation with them, and she's like, "Look, we're, it's, it's our job to help people. Like, we're not supposed to we're not supposed to cast them aside. We're not supposed to hurt people. 
you know, people need examples and you are, you can be that example and, and you should be. And, and it, it really comes from a place of him respecting his aunt and trying mm-hmm. to do good by her. Um, mm-hmm. I think that there's also a bit of, he's a stupid kid who thinks that he can make this happen instead of Dr. Strange, just sending them all back. Um, which I think yeah. is pretty consistent with the other two movies. I mean, if you remember far from home, he just like hands Stark tech over to a guy that he met like two days earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think that like him being a kid and, and kind of being a, a moron with decisions yeah. like that, it, it actually, it tracks pretty well for me. So, um, mm. while you could pick apart the logic of a little bit, I, I think it character wise in, in, I bought it at least. So, okay. Character wise, it's annoying as shit. Yeah. Because uh, I'm just like, dude, how are you not listening to Strange? Send these idiots back. They have nothing to do with the world you're in right now. Exactly. And then what exactly. if you do save them? Right. Now they got to fucking go find jobs? Like they're right. going to work at like McDonald's tomorrow? Well, that that's the other thing too. Like the ultimate fate of these characters ends up being exactly the same anyways if you think about it. Because they all get sent back to their worlds. You have to assume that those villains are going to either die or become incarcerated the same way they were before. Um, exactly. But, if they go back, that they end up right where they left off. But I think what it does is... It, the, the one thing that the Marvel movies have to nail is the character stuff, right? Like, they're not going to have uh, much of an MCU the day that they sacrifice, excuse me, the character beats for the spectacle. Mm-hmm. And this story, I think, does a pretty decent job of justifying bringing those villains in because of where Peter eventually has to end up at the end of the story. Having said that, I do think that they kind of thought beforehand where they wanted him to end up and then had to, like, I don't know, kind of crowbar plot into it to make it work somehow. And it also feels a little bit like when they were making this movie, they didn't know if Sony and Disney were going to come to an agreement on working on future films. So now they have an out to be able to do their own shit with Spider-Man. And now he's like forgotten in the MCU or at least Peter Parker is. So I kind of have like some issue with that a little bit. Like, (laughs) Does that invalidate some of Spider-Man's movies, you know, because like they didn't, ha- I guess they happened or like maybe they, like part of them happened or, or, or maybe Spider-Man exists, but they don't know it's Peter Parker. Like it's, it's a little fuzzy to me as to like what was forgotten at the end of the movie. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, that being said, um, Toby was great. I don't give a shit about the Andrew Garfield movies whatsoever, but I will say he was he was good. Like he he I don't know. He he seemed like a good Peter Parker. He made me laugh. Um I didn't care about those movies, but I I kind of bought his like emotional thing that was going on oh with him. Oh my god, that got me the most. That yeah. was the most um you know, I thought the Aunt May thing was the most cuz I really mm-hmm. dug that character and yeah. uh, Happy's connection, but that MJ off the building. Yeah being saved by Garfield was probably the most impactful uh, emotional moment for me. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. And even when he's talking about, you know, I got disillusioned, I stopped pulling my punches. Like that's kind of a, it's kind of a devastating line from Spider-Man, you know, that's, that's, yeah. that's rough. Um, but yeah, I, I, I loved everything with the three of them. I mean, the, 
the different scenes that they had. I think my favorite scene of the movie was right before the big fight where they're all just talking about like, you know, oh, we're just curious because, you know, we have to make our own web. You you oh, like it so just comes great. out of you, you know, <laughs> so fucking great. That was really amazing. good. Really good. Um, yeah. yeah, dude, Defoe. Oh, dude, we were talking about Defoe before we watched the movie. Dude, dude, Defoe, Defoe, Defoe. How fucking Defoe great. show Defoe. How fucking great is, dude? He's gotta be. I, he, you know what? We were talking about this on the phone, mm-hmm. and it's like the first two Spider-Man movies kind of get put, or at least up until now, have been like a little bit pushed to the side, and it's like. Yeah, they were great, but that was 20 years ago, and, like, they don't connect to these, so blah, 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 whatever. Dude, Defoe and Melina are the fucking tits, both of them. They're still so awesome. great. Yeah. Yep. Um, love Green By the way, the Maguire movies, the, he's my Spider-Man. Like, yeah. Keaton is my Batman. Like, mm-hmm. that. so I just wanted to put that out there as far as, like, going into this. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. a Tom Holland fan like i don't if he comes out with a movie like i don't care like i'm not gonna yeah. see that uh what is it him and mark Wahlberg movie whatever oh yeah that, is. That, that, that one's gonna suck i would avoid like that. he's not a, like i'm not gonna go see that he's not a draw for me yeah like, he's not a draw I, I i don't like him he's my least favorite spider-man I, the only reason i'm watching him because he's part of like a giant fucking picture he's part of this a huge world this mcu that's why i'm watching mm-hmm. these spider-man movies i yeah, think that's I why like we said the toby Maguire spider-man have been forgotten because there's no connection mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but now there's like are people gonna think that shit's canon now I, well i, I <laughs> like, guess it, if, it has to be right i mean right it, it, yeah like, so like, if garrett does an aftertaste does he have to watch The Amazing Spider-Man One and Two, and then Spider-Man One, Two, Three? I got news for you, pal. Avengers? He was doing he was doing it anyways, so that's a bad example. <laughs> but, um, so let, let's let's talk a little bit about the things we didn't like. Okay. Um, yeah. One thing dark. that movie was dark. I couldn't see shit. The audio was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little birdie told me that there might have been like some casino advertisements in front of it too. That might have been an issue, but. Cinematography, uh, it wasn't even centered this way. It wasn't, oh, there was geez. no Wes Anderson to be found. Oh, it's terrible. Terrible. Um, so, J. Jonah Jameson. Um, so they oh, I've got back. questions. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Thank you. Got so, it. they bring him back, but he's not a multiverse guy. He's just J. Jonah Jameson in the MCU. He's not brought from the other movies. So, like, what... I felt like he was wasted, honestly. I, he wasn't the the performance wasn't as animated as it is in the other movies because you know he's twenty years older now. Um, mm-hmm. He didn't feel as fun. He didn't feel utilized like well enough for me. I didn't get any laughs from him. Um, yeah. How did you feel about him in this? Um, I had more questions than being entertained by this character because I right. had questions about him and Mysterio because I, I watched. Um, Far from home, uh, like a day or two before. Yeah, same. No way home. So mm-hmm. when Mysterio comes into the picture, he's like, "Oh, I come from another world or uh, another multiverse." Yeah. Now I don't know if he's lying. He is. I lying. don't know if he he is lying. Okay, he is lying. So yes. okay, so him lying made me more confused because of the Jay Jonah 
cameo at the end of Far From Home. I'm saying, how is this J. Jonah in Holland Spider-Man? Yeah. Yeah. Right? This, so then that yeah. then that's the question of are there two J. Jonas? Is there the one that's in Raimi and Holland's? Like it, are yeah. there two Maguire's? Is there a is there a Toby Maguire in the Holland universe that's not Spider Man? That's just a businessman working at a like are they so, are, the, yeah. are the same people in the multiverse planets of Earth? Yeah, like, is it the same crop? Yeah. This is how does this that is work? the problem. This is the problem okay. with this shit. Exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. This is the reason why I never read comic books because you get to a point when you're you say something like multiverse and it's like. It's a get-out-of-jail-free card for whatever the fuck you want to do. So it makes mm. stories not have weight to them. And I don't like them as as a thing that you can always lean on. And I'm, I'm afraid that, like, now super this will be the end of this, like, superhero movie bubble. You know? Because this is multiverse. Technically, the last Spider-Man movie into the Spider-Verse was multiverse. There's a Flash movie coming out that's multiverse. I mean, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is obviously multiverse. So, like, what? At a certain point, I stopped giving a shit, and I'm kind of afraid that we're on the precipice of that with all these things, um, which will which will suck. But it, it, it's just like it brings up these questions that you have, and I don't have a solid answer for. I think it could be all of the above because it, it technically it could be like, I guess they can do whatever they want at any point, and. Anything can be reversed or changed or, or go in a different direction because multiverse, you know, it's just like whatever problem you have, just multiverse and you can you can just lean into it. Um, yeah, I think yeah, it makes like, for bad I, storytelling personally. That I was just going to say that this movie is more spectacle than story. I didn't care whether Tom Holland healed these villains. I don't care what he did with them in these little cages like mm. i just thought the story was kind of weak for me the mm -hmm. fact that he he doesn't want to be known as spider-man this is mm -hmm. like peter parker's crux through uh you know all the other movies he just mm -hmm. he knows people know who he is his family and friends are going to get hurt like we we got it this isn't mm -hmm. like a new beat that Peter Parker has taken on. This is like a thing that's been going on. Right. So I just thought it was like a little weak that the spell gets fucked up. This shit happens. This movie, I, you know, um, I gave it an eight because of this fucking spectacle. Mm -hmm. The story is a little weak. If this spectacle didn't happen and it was just this story, him, Doctor Strange fucking ruined a spell. I don't even know like what wacky shit would have happened. They didn't mm -hmm. bring anybody from... Raimi and fucking the Amazing Spider-Man movies. This kind of this would have been a weak movie for me. This kind of probably would have been like a six. Mm -hmm. But the spectacle, the villains, the fucking two other Spider-Men, like that shit made this way better. Yeah, it was fun. It was a very fun movie to watch. Um, yes, and I think my my problems my problems came from two different places. Number one, I expected some different things out of this movie, and maybe it's it's because of my own being in my own head about something. But um, 
so there was that, and then um, uh, the how do I explain this properly? Um, the the it, it just felt like they had a destination in mind, and they built a story that allowed them to get there. Like part of the problem that I've had with what they've done with Spider-Man, it's 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 not bad per se, but when you get to a place where your friendly neighborhood superhero is in outer space fighting aliens and saving the planet with the infinity stones and all that stuff. It kind of presents a challenge of like, okay, so you've escalated the story all the way to there. Like, how can we ever go back from that? So Mm -hmm. I like the idea of finding a way to make him a street level superhero again, somehow, some way. Yeah. The movie does a lot of heavy lifting to make that happen. Mm -hmm. Um, I, some of the choices are interesting, but some of them I question. Like, yes, you. I, I understand why they chose the villains they did. They chose a villain from each of the five Spider-Man movies that came before this one, or, or before the Tom Holland ones, the live-action movies, right? Yes. Um, but I don't give a fuck about Lizard. I certainly don't care about Electro. And Correct. Sandman sucked. I don't care about him. So for me, no, he's it's emo. all... He's so emo. It's terrible. But for me, it's all it's all Defoe and and Doc Ock. So, oh, absolutely. I started thinking to myself, like, how would I have approached the story, and who would I have brought back? And I gotta say, I would have found a different story to tell around like MJ or or even like Garfield's Gwen Stacy being pulled through instead. And I don't know, make it a little bit different of a story, but have have some like. I don't know. Just, just tell, I guess tell a different story. I guess that's really what it comes down to. Because while I had fun with this, and it, like you know, give it an eight out of ten rating. Yeah. There's also this whole um, feeling that I have where a lot of the stuff that they brought back didn't really need to be there. Like I love Doc Ock, I, dude. Defoe and Doc Ock, top. They're they're the top of the fucking mountain when it comes to like comic book villains. They're both great. Absolutely. Both yep. their movies are awesome. Um. I really liked what they did with Defoe. I liked most of what they did with Doc Ock. But at a certain point, Doc Ock is cured. And then he's gone from the movie for 40 minutes to just show up and, like, help at the end. And then that's it. And it's like, okay, that's fine. But you did a lot to bring this guy back. And that's all you did with him. I don't know that that needed to happen. You know, like, Defoe made sense to a point. But, but Mm -hmm. like... It's just interesting the emotional arcs that they they tried to like justify with the characters they brought back. I'm not sure that all of them are the way that I would have done it. I guess. Um, yeah. So so that was that that was that was kind of a a, a one thing I, I I don't know kind of bristled against with the storytelling. The other thing though that I couldn't get out of my head was yeah. I'm always looking forward. It, with the MCU stuff, and it's like, okay, at some point, there's going to be X-Men, right? And um. in the trailer, there's a fight happening on the Statue of Liberty. Well, in the first X-Men, the finale happens on top of the Statue of Liberty. So my thought was, huh, I wonder if this is how they bring the X-Men in. And wouldn't it be interesting if they, you know, because like, they haven't mentioned X-Men at all. But at some point, they're going to have to, like, bring them in somehow. Is this the way that they do it? In 
you know, the, the multiverse cracks open and, and mutants end up there. And, and it, it's mm. like some fractured timeline where it's a multiverse thing where they're fighting on the Statue of Liberty, but it's like it's different actors that are playing the parts because they're technically not the same. Ver- whatever. I don't know. Somebody else will write it. So I'm watching this movie and all these action scenes are happening on top of the Statue of Liberty. And then this shot happens where... I think Garfield Spider-Man is tossing one of the antidotes to the villains to Holland Spider-Man. And they're yeah. tossing it through the spikes on the Statue of Liberty's crown. Uh-huh. And it's a very similar shot to oh. the hero shot of Wolverine fighting in the first X-Men movie. So I'm sitting there. My buddy's sitting next to me. And the two of us just look at each other and we're like, oh, it's fucking on. Because right there, we were just like, dude, that's the shot. Or at least it's close. Like... Yeah, this is about to happen, and then it didn't happen. So <laughs> it was a little disappointing because we were just like, "Is this about to go to like fucking eleven? And it didn't, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's that's my problem. But it was still a little bit of a disappointment. Because so. exactly what you're talking about, I was waiting for a big cameo to happen, and not to say Garfield McGuire wasn't, mm-hmm. but that's been rumored for like a fucking year. Yeah. I was waiting for something else to someone else to come through the multiverse. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, and like we knew the villains again, they're on the poster, they were in the trailer. I just thought there were gonna, there was going to be one more huge surprise. Same. Same. I and was a little disappointed when there wasn't. Yeah. And <clears throat> how amazing is it that Ned is like show me Peter Parker and they get the two Peter Parkers they need. There's no one else in planet Earth or the two other Earths of course. named Peter Parker. It was. I thought they were d- going to do a gag where it's just like some guy like in bed. Yeah. yeah. What? 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 Are you Wrong Peter Parker? One. Yeah. One. Are you Spider-Man? No. And that's it. Like, But they got two right away. The, two yeah. for two. That's amazing. Okay. okay. So that's another thing. All right. So here's here's where like – this is somebody who's maybe like getting too old for these movies, trying to try <laughs> trying to like reason it out, right? But yeah. okay, so the memory of Peter Parker's gone, which which must mean that if the memory of Peter Parker is gone, then Ned won't know Doctor Strange or like won't interact with him anymore. So if that's the case, yeah, then like they kind of set up Ned. To have some recognition that he he's like powerful or has powers of some kind, you know, use the ring, all that stuff. So like, yeah. is that ever going to come back? And if it is, then how would it? Because they don't know each other, or do they know each other? Or like, I'm fuzzy well, on the whole like forget about Peter Parker thing. Like, what does that mean going forward? You know. Well, there there was this slight beat. I'm sure it was noticed by everybody, where. Uh, I think it was – I think Ned uh, – I think it was Ned talking to uh, McGuire. Mm. And he's like, oh, my best friend tried to kill me. Yes. And I was like, oh, shit. Is Ned at some point going to try to kill yeah. Tom Holland? Yeah. Right? That's like a beat that they gave, right? That was just Absolutely. Like, so that could be like the next thing. And if he still has that ring and those powers, maybe Ned becomes a villain. But my point is, though, he doesn't have the ring, and I don't think that he would know that he has those powers, I guess? Or, or, or like, 
Like, I don't understand the rules of, you know, everybody's forgotten about Peter Parker. Like, I, I just... It, that's yeah, like it's a not very the Men in Black... Thing. It's not the Men yeah. in Black flashy light. But, like, if they forgot about Peter Parker, do they know that Spider-Man exists? So, like, are Doctor Strange's memories of fighting with Spider-Man just that, like, he fought with this guy named Spider-Man and nobody knows his identity and that's it? No, like, I think any interaction you had with Spider-Man are not there. So, if okay, you had a fight sure. with Spider-Man... The fight never existed. Right. But then, like, so how does that work now in terms of he fought, helped fight Thanos and, like, carried the Infinity Stones? And you, you see what I'm saying? Like, this gets dangerously close to, like, invalidating a bunch of shit that they've done. And I just don't know how I feel about that yet. Well, actually, it's more about you can remember Spider-Man. You just don't know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. That's the whole thing. Right. So that's, that's kind right. of what I'm getting at, though. So... Like, think about it. Okay, so this is like a... Ned. Okay, let's say Ned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If he remembers that he was with Doctor Strange and used the sling ring and made a... And made, like, portals. Yeah. Um. Wouldn't he also then have to think through, like, how did I get in that situation? And then, like, why was I there? And also, oh, like... You see what I'm saying? Like, there's this whole it's probably like, as easy as saying helping Spider-Man. Like, that's it. He was just helping Spider-Man. I guess. Um, yeah, it just just weird, weird to me. It's a weird beat. Um, was was there any? Again, audio was fuzzy. Was there any? What was the dialogue with uh, MJ and Ned at the like the restaurant at the end? Did they did they discuss anything that happened? No, no, they had no okay. recognition. They they just were talking about uh, going to MIT. That was it. Okay, okay. So, another yeah. question. Another question. Sure. Again, audio was really bad. Mm -hmm. So, when the spell goes wrong, mm -hmm. right? Why do? So, I, I guess that's what happened. A Spider-Man spell went wrong. That it opened portals mm -hmm. for the villains from other movies to come in. Like what? Like how did how did that happen? What was the reasoning behind that? Did they have a sense that Spider Man is alive in in this place that they just like went hey, into? So, what, so the like, idea why was... did just villains come through? So what? Well, it wasn't just villains because. Obviously, we had Spider-Man as well. But oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. the implication was that because Strange was changing the spell so that certain people would still remember who Peter Parker was, that yeah. he fucked it up. And by fucking it up, the spell was actually attracting anybody in the multiverse who knows who Peter Parker is to this one. That's That was how they dealt with that. Um, hmm. It's weird that more, like other... Different people didn't come out. So, like you said, uh, the, yeah. a Kirsten Dunst or right. a whatever, something like that. So this is another thing where it's like you kind of – it's a little underwritten because did, did you see any of the post credit stuff on your copy? No, it shut off right after. It was, it was non-existent. Okay. But I did look up um, the Doctor Strange trailer. Okay, yep. Uh, but I didn't. I don't know if there were any Spider-Man scenes. 
Yeah, so there's there's one other scene. Um, okay. So that that's like the the end of the credit scene. The the trailer was, but mm-hmm. the post credit scene was uh, Tom Hardy is you know Venom, um, or he's sitting in this bar in Mexico and Tom Hardy he, is. Yeah, and he's talking oh. to Venom. Venom's talking to him in his head, and like he's sitting at the bar trying to have a drink, and all of a sudden he gets zapped back to his universe. But when he gets zapped back to his universe, a little bit of the black symbiote is on the the bar and the implication is that like, Oh, now there's a symbiote in the MCU. So would you have taken the Tom Hardy venom over maybe electro? Um, so I haven't seen venom. I don't really care about venom. Um, I might watch him now just to keep up on this shit. Yeah. Um, Same here. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know one way or the other. I didn't think electro added anything personally. Honestly, I didn't think any of them, but doc Ock and, Green Goblin needed to be there from the villain standpoint, but yeah, I was just wondering, like, would Tom Hardy play better yeah. than Fox or uh, Riz? Was his name Riz? Riz Ahmed? No, not um, Riz Ahmed. <laughs> Riz Ifans. Oh, Riz Riz Ifans. Yeah, uh, the I thought you were talking about Venom because Riz Ahmed is the bad guy in Venom. Okay, I got you. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, okay. But here's yeah, here's like... where the underwritten thing is, though. So Bring it. they're all Bring coming it. through the multiverse to New York City where Peter Parker is. Like, they're coming to where Peter Parker is. Yeah. Why is Venom in Mexico? Like, what? what? <laughs> like, just because he needs to be, I guess? Uh, I don't know. It's so confusing. Because how many of these, how many world, like, what world is he on? Yeah, I don't know. Is he in know. the Tom Holland, is he on the Tom Holland Earth? Well, at that point, I that's the implication, yeah, right? but in the other movies, I don't think he is. Like, I think that confirms that he's not, by him getting zapped away to his world. See, this shit goes like... Yeah. It hurts, this hurts my brain type thing, like a time travel type thing. This is right. like... Right, it's, it's, it's too much. Yeah, it's too much. Which, which is lucky for Marvel, because they have a giant sandbox to play with, and nobody can understand how and why it works so they can it just it's we just got to accept it it it'll keep going right. as long as they are true to the characters and it and they they get those emotional beats correct cuz mm-hmm. as soon as that goes away it's over like nobody's going to give a shit when you're on your i don't know fucking fifth spider-man and your third doctor strange and your second iron man and all of a sudden you know uh the the you know thanos times 5 is going to destroy all the multiverses all at once. And it's like, okay, you know, like, f- fuck off. Like, <laughs> we've seen this movie before kind of thing, right? Yeah. Man, but was yeah. I hoping for fucking... I, I don't know how it works. Honestly, I don't know how the multiverse works. I don't know if there's a Tony Stark in... Like, I know there's no Avengers in the other two worlds. That's a that's a conversation piece they have, which I enjoyed. Mm. Uh, but, like, I was fucking hoping fucking... Fucking Iron Man flew out of one of these fucking multiverses. Yeah, why I would have lost my goddamn mind. Yeah, why not? Fuck it. Everything's on the table, right? Might as well. Doesn't matter. Like, can anyone argue that Robert Downey Jr. playing Tony Stark isn't Tony Stark in Andrew Garfield's world? Like, can, nobody can dispute that, right? Or can they? Like, I don't know how it works. I don't know if the same people are in other worlds because of that J. Jonah Jameson thing. Yeah. I think that there are no rules 
and it's it's intentional. Like nobody knows any of the rules, and there are no rules, so that they always can just say, "Oh yeah, it's multiverse," and then they'll just like do whatever they want to do. So um, yeah, I, I think you're know. right. The J. Jonah Jameson casting fucked up something. Yeah, because I'm like, if he exists there and he exists here, that that person, and obviously working at the same job, right? Hate right. Spider Man in both things. Then there should be two Tom Hollands, two mm-hmm. Tobey Maguires, two Tony Starks, right? Well, maybe even more than that. Like that's another question. So, like, why only three Peter Parkers that are Spider Man showed up? Right? Like, wouldn't you? Would you think that there would be a lot more, or is it a matter of like, yeah, did two worlds only open up? Like, how? To... Yeah, I yeah. This is where this is where you kind of just got to step back and you're gonna be like, okay, I yeah, I don't want to think about this anymore. This is a, it's exactly like a time travel thing. We're just I'm just trying to understand yeah. it moving forward from here. Don't get me yeah. wrong, I loved seeing Garfield and Tobey Maguire. I fucking lost lost my mind, even though. It was happening. Mm-hmm. Like, even mm-hmm. though I knew it was uh, a thing. I mean, seeing... When was the last time we saw Tobey Maguire in a fucking movie, uh, dude, by I the way? Even t- oh, oh, you know what? Uh, he was in that uh, chess movie from a few years back that was all right. Um, oh, I didn't see that. Uh, you'd probably like it. Um, Pawn Sacrifice. That's what it is. It's pretty oh, okay. good. Um, but he looked good, man. Like, he... Yeah. I mean, he looked older, he... for sure. But they... they they said as much. They're like, yeah, it's been a while. you know. So it's not like they were trying to make him out to be Toby 20 years ago. He was like older brother Toby, it, you know? It was so – dude, it was so refreshing seeing him as yeah. – like it brought me back to when I first saw Sam Raimi's – like I can't – I'm giggling now. And I was like looking up on YouTube so all the uh, theater reaction. Oh, yeah. When Garf- oh, yeah. oh, my God. It just brings chills and smiles to my face. Like I fucking love the shit out of that. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm with you like on that. that. Like, Toby is also my Spider-Man. Like, he's who I grew up with, you know? So, yeah, that was huge. And, and I, again, it's like, they did this in Endgame, where they kind of made you appreciate some of the shittier movies that came before them by, like, reappropriating some mm-hmm. of the, the mistakes they made. Like, like, how much better is Endgame because they use, like, Thor the Dark World and the whole, you know, yeah, his yeah, mother yeah. getting killed. Like, that... <laughs> That actually is, is a great thing for Endgame. I figured that we would see a lot more of that going forward. And, and you know, sure as shit, they, they did it with this. Um, I think that's a great mm-hmm. thing. Because the Garfield shit, it didn't mean anything to me, you know, for, for those movies. I think I saw the first one. I, I watched maybe, like, the beginning and end of the second one. But, um, yeah. but like, he's, a, he's good as Peter Parker. Like, he's charismatic and funny and, and a little different than... The, you know, Toby. Toby's more like the older brother. Tom Holland is like very naive and kind of kiddish. Um, I love their chemistry. I thought I could have just watched an entire movie of those three guys doing that. Absolutely. Yeah, um, that was great. Yeah, a lot, lot of fun. So a lot of fun. fun. So much fucking fun, man. Yeah. Ah, fucking Toby, man. Yeah. Team it, it Toby. Awesome. It was awesome. When he popped up, I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. When he popped up, you were the first person I thought of. I'm like, all right, Pete will probably give this at least a six. All right. I all loved right. it. I love that he was in regular clothes. Yeah. Just like, what the fuck? Oh, dude. He, I, oh, okay, so, so those audience reaction videos on YouTube, one yeah. of the biggest reactions in the theater, it's not in any of those videos. When they're in the lab and they're, you know, they're, they're kind of talking back and forth 
and yeah. uh, Garfield turns to Toby and he's like, uh, so what are you going to just like fight in those slacks or something? And he just like lifts his shirt down and the suit's underneath. My oh. theater went nuts. They were yes. just like, fucking yeah. That was fucking brilliant, dude. Yeah, oh, so cool. I loved when they were, uh, Toby was, he just kept calling uh, Garfield amazing. Like, yes. You're amazing. Yeah, yeah. I he's like, fucking no, no, love that. Yeah, he's like, you're amazing. No, I want you let, let just take a second and acknowledge it, okay? I want you to say yeah. it. He's like, yeah, yeah, no, thanks. I appreciate that, man. It's really good. You know? <laughs> I love that. That was such a great bit. Oh. And awesome. then I, people said like that um, were the three Spider-Man cartoon or pointing at each other. Yes, yes. They say like I, I didn't catch it right away, but I think it's when Ned uh, uh, says Peter. Yes. Yep. When they're yep. in the lab. And they're all pointing I, I at each other. Yeah, I didn't like get that right away and I, yeah. I don't remember that scene too well. I could probably rewind it and yeah. go look at it now, but uh on my phone. Or like the Toby uh, you know, oh my back, you know, that was <laughs> that Yes, was that was too. great too. And the fact that Garfield like I'm gonna crack it for you. Oh it's my so god. Great. Oh, I was laughing so hard at that. It's just like it's you know, sometimes you see shit and it's just like you never – in your entire life, like, you just would never think that you would see this on screen. And you're just sitting yeah. there and you're like, there's a t- there's one Spider-Man cracking the back of the other yeah. Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm like, worried – like, I love it. I love it too. I'm worried. Like you said, we have so many multiverse movies coming. Yeah. Is it going to be – like, if three Batmans – you know, if Michael Keaton walks on screen, like – are we going to be as thrilled? Like, did did this taint character interactions? Like, if Keaton, uh, fucking Christian Bale and Pattinson or something are on screen together, like, yeah. are we going to be like, well, this this feels like fucking No Way Home? Yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I, I don't look. I had a great time watching this. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it again. Just to like kind of absorb all the good stuff. Oh, me too. I can't wait to actually see it. Well, good point. But um, but I don't th- I don't know how this movie's going to hold up over time. You know, because it, it ultimately it doesn't feel like it matters that much in the grand scheme of things. You know, like it's interesting to me that Marvel took Spider Man immediately, sort of catapulted him into like the upper echelon of of like the most epic battles possible. And then had this whole trilogy where the end of the trilogy serves as an origin story for like a street level Spider-Man. It's it's really interesting the way that they did it, but it kind of I don't know. It's I don't know how I feel about it. That's the only thing here. I liked the movie. I had a good time with it. I don't know how much lasting power it's going to have. That's that's my only real gripe. But I think the story, like you said, that that story, it's a little weak. The, the future of it doesn't really matter. He just now really his it's him if they still go with the Zendaya character and the Ned, if he cares so much about him being in their lives, that's a little story. And then it's yeah. just like revealing himself to the other Avengers like, hey, my name is Peter, by the way, now. Right. 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 They all know who Spider-Man is. Mm hmm. As we saw with uh, Happy and Peter at the uh, cemetery, right? But if if I can, Peter Parker put on the Spider Man suit in front of Happy, be like, "Oh, Spider Man, let's right. uh, let's go." Right. So there's really it's, no, no, it's nothing. 
Yeah. I mean, this movie is more like he's going to if he goes to the Avengers compound, Spider-Man, he'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. and it's 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 so fucking it's just weird, man. It's just weird because like going forward, does this now mean that um, like at some point uh, it's very like have their cake and eat it too kind of thing. Because they can always pull the card of, you know, when they need Spider-Man to interact with with Doctor Strange, right? They can just go to Doctor Strange and have a scene where he's like, no, I know this. I know where this thing is. Here's how I know. Blah, blah, blah. And then Strange is probably going to... He's not going to believe him at first, but he will eventually believe him because... He'll he'll know things that only Doctor Strange would know about, like an event that happened or something. And then, Correct. if they ever need to, they could probably just like you know fucking magic spell reverse shit. So it's it's a very yeah. There's good and real, bad about this movie. They got to be really smart on how they work with this. Like okay, so let's let's jump to the trailer for Doctor Strange mm-hmm. real quick. Uh, I watched like a cam version on YouTube because yeah. I wanted to just see it. Uh, so I guess Wanda I, – I couldn't really tell like what the story is, but I guess Wanda and him are teaming up. It seems that something. way. Is it, what, what else did you get from this just to help me out because I'm a stupid idiot? Um, I didn't I didn't get a ton, man. I mean okay. it, have you seen uh, the Marvel What If series? No. Okay, so there's there's an episode of that. I'm just going to spoil this for you because it's kind of it's kind of weird. But so there's a Doctor Strange episode, and the idea behind the episode is that he is thinking back to moments in his history where, like, um, his, his accident happened, and he's thinking if he can go back to that time and change that, maybe he can save Rachel McAdams, and if he could, like, do things differently or warn her some way, could that eventually work out for them and essentially the the point of the episode by the end of it becomes that in his struggle to save her the things that he has to compromise about himself to do that make him into this like dark person and and somebody who's who's lost like sight of what made them a person in the first place Mm. the multiverse trailer the way it ends where it's like you know the biggest threat to the multiverse is you and then it sort of oh, implicates. Oh yeah, I dig. I dug that. That was fun. So I think that's the evil Doctor Strange from What If. So if that's the case, I'm kind of down with that. I just don't know like what that means at all. I kind of wish Wanda wasn't in it though. Ah, uh, see now I'm 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 hyped about that. I'm pretty happy about that. I don't. I wish he was teamed up with with someone else. Honestly. I'm not so, a big fan of that character. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. You, you weren't a, you weren't big on WandaVision or any of that stuff. But yeah. um, the thing that I like about her with this is after seeing what she's capable of in WandaVision, yeah. it, like her and Strange are kind of like the most powerful beings in this now. So to see okay. the two of them alongside each other in a movie um, doing something is is like okay. very intriguing to me, so... I mean, it could be Elizabeth Olsen too. I just like, I don't know. Yeah, it's not draw for me either. Maybe, but you know, you never know. Sometimes they're able to sort of reclaim these characters, and maybe Raimi does something with her that's really awesome. You know, so. that is true. He is behind this. Yeah, yeah. That was he, the other. Toby Maguire will come back, <laughs> dude. So I'm I'm gonna call it right now. I don't know anything about this, but please, back, please. 
back in the day before yeah. Raimi made Spider-Man, he wanted to do a Doctor Strange movie and nobody would let him because the rights were tied up and you know, there were a bunch of different reasons. But yeah. he wanted to make it and he wanted Bruce Campbell to be Doctor Strange. So the fact that he's making a Doctor Strange movie now and it's called Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. If I don't get a version of Doctor Strange oh played by Bruce Campbell God. in the movie, I'm going to be upset. Would be, that would be fucking amazing. I mean, he's definitely going to be in it. He's in every Raimi movie. So, you know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Would uh, I nice. would love that. I would yeah. love that. Uh, one last question. I think we uh, overstayed our welcome. Do Probably. you think we'll ever see Toby again? Will they open up the multiverse to get help from Toby Maguire and he shows up like in uh, an Avengers movie or something like are we gonna see him again i don't know man i guess anything's on the table now i know it's on the table. do you want to do you want him to show up um again i don't do you think that's think it? i One do i don't think i want either of them to show up again i think they served their purpose and they, it was like really i thought it was done in a, in a classy way in this movie it was tasteful. I, I it was tasteful. You're I right. I mean, the, but... the, fuck, the fucking scene where he's holding the glider back from, you know, oh. stabbing Goblin, and he doesn't say a word. I was just like, this is, this is like, really well done, you know? Yeah. A lesser writer would throw a couple lines there, and it would be cheesy or, you know, be grandstandy. The The fact that he just, like, looks at Tom Holland, and and that's it, I, I thought was, was a really good moment. So. Yep. I agree. I agree. He was the best part of that movie. Tom it was McGuire. great. It was so Tom good. Tom McGuire, Willem Dafoe. It's amazing that the best parts of these, of No Way Home, was the same Raimi That's crazy. stuff. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. But... Like, Dafoe, Alfred Molina, Tom McGuire Man, were the best wild. parts for me. It's wild. That just dude. shows you how much I love uh, the Raimi trill. Yeah. Well, at least the first it, two. At least the first two. It would have been funny if... Uh, when they were talking, you know, about, um, I guess, like, did you fight? Who, who's the villains? I, I didn't like that line, really. Um, mm-hmm. But when they were talking, it would have been funny if uh, Toby was like, ah, I kind of went through this emo phase. Just to fucking, just I to was surprised. Say it. Yeah, I was surprised they didn't bring that up. But, uh, just, to, just to acknowledge that it happened and he was not happy on. with it. Wouldn't yeah. that have been cool if he did that? Oh, that would have been great. But I did, But again, though, like the whole villain thing, I love that scene because they were like, you know, oh, man, you guys fought aliens. I want to fight an alien. I just like fought a Russian dude with a rhino machine. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's pretty funny, you know. It could have been uh, Holland's delivery because he's the one that asked. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, yeah. I, just so the guys was... I know he's like a kid and yeah. – I don't know. There's something about Tom Holland I don't like. He could be a great person in real mm. life, and he seems like one. But as a uh, actor, mm. he just doesn't do it for me. I'm sorry. I definitely like him as Spider-Man, but I, I don't know that I've really seen him in anything else. So I, I don't. I can't really speak to his uh, his acting overall. But yeah, eh, he's, he's fine. He's fine. But... <sighs> Good stuff, man. Yeah. Holy shit! That was uh, that was a lot of Spider-Man talk. So. <laughs> Yeah, we weren't going to even do a show, but this was too big not to. So I apologize if uh, everyone's upset that it's me that's talking about this. But no, come on, that was uh, that was that was solid conversation. That's exactly uh, exactly where we wanted to be. So yeah, all my questions uh, were hopefully legit. Yeah, you know, 
Yeah. Oh, you didn't uh, know. You didn't fucking know the the change order Jason. You know, I don't know. Did John Favreau play Foggy Nelson in the Ben Affleck Daredevil, bro? Like, did you not even get that reference? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, sorry, that was. I think that was Kupka for a second. I'm sorry about that. Should Ben Affleck have showed up instead? That's that I dude. Been, I, I think I would have been excited if Ben Affleck day. showed up. <laughs> it depends, <laughs> man. It depends, man. Oh man, we were talking about that in the theater too. We were like, oh, "Is Daredevil gonna be? Is, is like Ben Affleck gonna be in this movie right now? Is he gonna have mm-hmm. it?" But, oh well. So All they right, could, a, like they could easily fucking pull Ed Norton, right? Yeah. Well, well that one might be that... tricky because technically that's the MCU. Oh yeah, Hulk, right. right. Okay, so, so who's the other guy? Um, um, Ruffalo. Uh, Banna. Banna. Oh, Eric Ban. Eric Banna. Yeah, that that they might be able to pull. Yeah. Would anyone care? I don't think so. That movie sucked. Uh, that movie was fucking terrible. That's uh, right, Ed Norton. But they could pull Ed Norton because Ed Norton could be playing Hulk in a different universe. Yeah, I mean, I thought, <laughs> you know, when I was thinking about this movie, I thought that maybe they would pull, like, a War Machine shows up, but it's Terrence Howard, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, <laughs> I just bit into a rotten apple there. Oh, Jesus. Spit it out. I don't think I'd like that. Yeah, yeah. No, they're not hiring him again, especially with Favreau on set. You're like, fuck off, bro. Yeah, that didn't really work out, did it? So no. Who else could they pull? Who else could they have pulled? Um, well, again, like I, I wished that some X Men showed up, but I, I, I guess they right. wouldn't without being introduced first. So, um, what other Marvel movies? I guess they could have pulled Ghost Rider, right? Nick Cage Ghost Rider. That would have been fucking um, cool. No, he cannot enter this universe it would just be why not they go away at the end of this movie i mean they brought the lizard in like why not just bring in ghost rider nick cage ghost rider for like 15 minutes in this movie right at the end oh my god i guess they could have okay tom jane punisher maybe you could do that yeah i don't think anybody wants that though Yeah, just trying to think. Okay, uh, yeah, I'm hurting my brain. I'm hurting my brain thinking who could show up. Why did certain people show up? Why didn't certain people show up? Eight on ten, even spoiler reviewing with you, talking through it. What Mm. a spectacle. Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, fantastic. Willem Dafoe, Doc Ock. I had a great time with this. I will watch this again. I I, That Tobey Maguire entrance blew my mind, even though I knew it was coming. Mm Mm-hmm. It was just so much fun. Story, yeah. it was okay. Yeah, but it, it was a giant spectacle of a film, and they really knocked it out of the park with that. So, 8 on 10. Awesome. Same here. 8 on 10 for the reasons previously stated. So, oh, Thank you, Santa. All right. So, I'm just going to mark the time here just in case somebody's curious. And, all right, no more Spidey spoiler talk. We are done. We are done with the show here. <laughs> they fast the phone forward. number. Is 708-406-9546. Don't forget to leave us a voicemail. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Patreon, at Binge Media. And uh, stick around. Full Binge listeners are about to get mine and Alex's. uh, Well, I guess technically that also is a spoiler-filled review of uh, The Beatles Get Back, all three parts of it. So if you haven't seen that yet, go watch it. Come back. Listen to the review. We'll give you our thoughts. Uh, Pete. Yes, sir. Anything else you got to get off your chest? Any shows coming up you want to announce here? Any of that? I have. I apologize. I have no shows. It's the holiday season. I wanted to try mm-hmm. to do. Um, I wanted to do an elf commentary. 
Mm. Just thinking about doing that, but make it like a drinking game. Uh, that's on the table. I don't know if it's going to get done. It's it's. So, I'm busy from here on out for the rest of the year. Uh, yeah. But if you need some gifts, go to parksense.com. Candles, room sprays, wax melts, 20% off. Use the, binge, use the code BINGE20 at checkout. Yeah, very nice. Um, very nice. Yes. And check out um, the uh, Fat Man commentary that me, Alex, and Law did uh, last week or two weeks ago or something. Great, yeah. great Christmas movie and uh, a lot of fun doing that commentary with those guys. Yeah, I still, I still got to watch that movie before I listen to that com. Maybe I'll do that. Got, to, got a few more I'm polishing off for the uh, end of Jack Attack Tuesday. Almost done. That's right. So, um, That's movie challenge is almost done. Been talking to my co-hosts. They are very excited for our wrap-up show, so that's going to be coming at you in a couple of weeks. Um, nice. Wake and Bake, we dropped a few weeks ago, so go and check that out if you haven't. And, um, yeah, Sportscast still going strong. I will probably make an appearance on that some, somewhere near the end of the season. Usually I kind of dip in for the NFL season a couple times throughout the year, so I expect I'll probably be there for the playoffs. And, nice. um yeah, yeah, all the other good stuff on the network. Aftertaste still going. Whenever uh, you know Pete Banks, a few more commentaries, we'll have those. Yep. And uh, yeah, I think the return of movie homework is imminent. So keep your ears peeled for that. We're definitely going to dive back in and switch up the format a little bit, make something a little different than we used to. So nice. All right, all right, man. Yeah. Well, Merry uh, Christmas, everybody, because I think uh, we're gonna you know release after this. So if that's there's right. a show. Um, the next weekend, I think it lands on Christmas. So, Merry Christmas! Stay safe during this holiday season, everybody. And uh, we'll see you on the next pinchcast, right? Yep, ditto. All right, All right. I'm saying peace. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bingecast on BingeMedia.net. To listen to the full binge, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash binge media. Binge media patrons will get access to the full binge. The Bingecast's four-hour show on a private RSS feed. And they'll get it a full 24 hours before it hits the public RSS feed. Binge media patrons also get other perks. So check us out at patreon.com slash binge media. Subscribe to the Binge Media Podcast Network at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, the full binge.